Kinichiwa Minisan. Hello and welcome to Famicast 19. I am your host, Danny Bivens, and here today I'm joined by Mr. Don Koopman. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Now they do. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it is around Christmas time, the one we're recording, but we have one more uh, member with us here today, and that's Mr. Ty Shugart. It's me. It's you. Uh, I just got my draft notice for the war on Christmas. <laughs> cool. I, mine must still be coming in the mail. but um, Good for recycling that joke, too. Fantastic. Hey! And the <laughs> listeners will be completely confused by what we're saying right now. Good. Uh, Minoru, unfortunately, couldn't make it here today. He's been really kind of busy with uh, work stuff, so he had to sit this month out. But, I mean... Jeez, he's since he's debuted on the Famicast, he hasn't missed an episode. So I mean, I think he can take a break and work. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we have, you know, I think this episode might be a little bit shorter than usual, but I mean that's okay. I had originally planned on making kind of a long life in Japan segment for this month, but uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to work out. But I'm going to try to get that ready for next month, so you can look forward to that. But we do have something kind of Christmas related that, well. I'm I'm going to talk about for life in Japan. Um, of course, on top of that, we have t- a little bit of news to talk about, and we also have a feature uh, about the best games of 2012 in Japan on Nintendo platforms. So be sure to check that out. And yeah, so we're going to go ahead and go on to new business. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to kick us off here with new business. Obviously, from the last time that you guys listened in, the Wii U has launched in Japan, and all of us actually have Japanese Wii U's now. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's pretty cool. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is an included free application that came with the Wii U, and we've touched about this, touched on this for the past couple of months, and that is Nintendo and Joy-Sound uh, Wii Karaoke U. Um, like I said, it, it's built in, it's free, you just need to pay subscription costs. Uh, I believe it's for one hour, you pay 100 yen, 24 hours, 300 yen, uh, 30 days, 1,000 yen, and then 90 days of all you can karaoke for 2,000 yen. So, so cheap. I, uh, I, I bought for 30 days. That's cool. That's Actually, yeah. that's the initial thing that I bought it for, too. Uh, because, yeah, it was basically on launch day, I was thinking, well, I want to sing, and <laughs> Another story too. Ty, um, when Ty got his Wii U, we were together. Maybe, Ty can maybe talk about this a little bit later. Um, but um, anyways, he was talking about the microphone and like how cheap it was. I was thinking, holy crap, that's awesome! Because um, it's basically like eighteen hundred yen, but you could find it probably for a lot cheaper than that. So I mean, you know, for like twenty bucks, you can get like a basically a USB microphone to uh, use on your Wii U or I guess whatever the hell else you want. Um, 
but uh, yeah, so I got that. I got the 30-day subscription. Um, I don't, well, <laughs> the first day, I'll tell you, it was a little bit rough for me just with the Wii U in general. Um, I was having some problems with my internet, which later... And you, and you talked to me with it on Skype, and I give you a link that might help you. Um, yeah. Which was a Kotaku article. Yeah, it didn't help me. I'm sorry. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciated it though. Um, but yeah. I had I had to kind of do a little bit of finagling with my router, and um, I got I got things working just fine. But even after that, I tried this application out, and uh, what it does when you first start it up, it connects to the internet and connects to like the server and does all that kind of stuff. And what? Well, at first it must update. Well, yeah, you got that stuff too. Yeah. After all, after all that wonderful stuff, then you know you get you get connected to the servers, and um, when you choose a song, what it does is it starts loading up the song, and it's kind of like streaming and loading it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that first day, I know I wasn't the only one that had this happen to them, but I, I picked a song, and literally I was sitting around for ten minutes, and the song hadn't even loaded up like 50%. It was like a 24%. And I mean, I was thinking, Oh God. So I was really excited about this application and now it's just complete crap. So I was really disappointed and I saw uh, other people on Twitter having the same problem. So, you know, I was like, man, that's lame. But, um, I came back the next day and I don't know why, but I just thought to myself, I'm going to give this another go. And work just fine. No problems whatsoever. Uh, you know, the song, it just took a couple of seconds for it to kind of initialize after choosing the song. And yeah, and then I was singing <laughs> for quite a while. So, um, and I, I know, Don, with you recently getting your Japanese Wii U, yeah. um, this is something else that you've played as well? Yeah. Um, so, <coughs> I got my <coughs> Japanese Wii U two days ago on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, bought it with the microphone, so and it came with a trial disc. So mm-hmm. um, if I was would be playing offline, I could play ten thousand songs anywhere I would like. Mm-hmm. So why I would want that, it's a, another question altogether. Because I have ninety thousand <laughs> songs in the application. <laughs> uh, so um, I bought it with the microphone. Um, of course, did the whole system update on the, my Japanese Wii U as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let it do all its thing. Made a Japanese uh, Nintendo ID. And then the first thing I did was uh, select um, We Joy Sound Karaoke U. Jeez, that's a long title. Yeah. <laughs> and and then I did the update, which was like 24 minutes for me, I believe. Really? Yeah. Um, hmm. It was a pretty big update. Um, and after that, I connected to the servers, which didn't took longer than a minute or so mm-hmm. for the first time booting it up. Right. Um, and the second time was way quicker. Um, so I turned around with it, and I was really surprised with how in depth the entire application is. Yeah, and I, I, Don, I don't know if you like how karaoke is, you know, in the Netherlands or anywhere in Europe, but in, in America, I've never really been to like a karaoke bar. But here in Japan, I mean, you know, you have like a private room, and you have mm-hmm. like this little tablet-like controller where you can choose your songs and um yeah and input it into the receiver and stuff and usually they're connected to the internet and they're it's like a lot of different companies that are combined so they're like ridiculous amounts of songs um but yeah so i think this is really 
kind of true to that experience. Um, aside from you know paying a lot of money. I mean, uh, we, we have karaoke booths over here, but they're not as frequent and they're not as big. Okay. And mostly they're already in existing bars. Okay. Yeah, because I I know in America because I. I you know, I'm from Illinois, middle of America, and a couple times I hung out in St. Louis, and there are some, like, there was this Korean restaurant that had, like, the Asian-style karaoke rooms where they're, you know, they're private, and mm-hmm. uh, you go in and, you know, just, you know, you're singing with just you and your friends, and that, you know, it's, it's, it's just fun, because you don't have to worry about being a jackass in front of everybody, you're huh. just being a jackass in front of your friends, you know, yes. which is, who cares, right? Um but yeah, I mean, even on the controller, I mean, there are tons of different options for, you know, the microphone. Uh, I know, like, some of my friends, like, Japanese friends, when they're doing karaoke, they always like to monkey around with the stuff, get the echo just right, and sometimes turn up the pace of the song or something. So, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of crazy stuff that you can do, <laughs> you know, what, what, what I find interesting about it is, like, um, additional stuff you can add, like, there is, like, this wanking mode, mm-hmm. where you can see how, how well you are in line with the tone of the song. Not how well you sing, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, but how well you are in tone with the song. Right, right. Um, that's pretty interesting stuff to me, to me. And there's also an option where, like, four Wii remotes can add, like, sound effects to the song. Like right, with Mario right. coins or with um, carambas or whatever you want. Yeah, tambourines, yeah, maracas. Yeah. And that that's another thing that's really common if you go to karaoke places in Japan. You can get, like, little maracas or a tambourine and just, you know, have fun like that. I, I kind of like doing that. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's fun. You can do that right straight off your home. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, that was cool. It's a cool addition that I haven't really yeah. got to toy around with. Um, One thing I tried with a friend is, like, that you can have, like, sing-off battles against one another. Oh, cool. Um, And you can also make your... You can change existing stages to more appeal to your own. So you can mm-hmm. like change the color of the, the, the disco ball or the lights that are on the stage or have a little band playing in the background. Right, right. Yeah, that's like your crea- basically you can create a uh, place and uh, what the heck do you call it? Uh, <laughs> I guess a stage or some kind of like a venue for yeah. whatever song you want. And uh, I mean, you could choose whichever one you want. There's a lot of different options for that. You're, you could see your little me character, like sometimes on like a stage, he could be inside of like a live house. Um, mm-hmm. Then I think like Don was saying, he could be in like this recording studio and then you can see like where you're hitting the notes and stuff like that. Um, it also has like Japanese style, like uh, video footage in the background if you want to. Exactly. And they're just yeah. random was, and weird. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And I, I haven't, done that a lot because one thing I've been doing is playing well doing a lot of like the online competition stuff so I, I've been kind of needing to see like where my tone was and stuff to get my um, you know try to get as good as I possibly can on the songs but yeah I mean I, I think we had mentioned this the other day too um, on the last Famicast but I mean god sometimes there's some weird videos in there I mean yeah <laughs> I I need to just check it out a little bit more. Just like there's like, you know. there's like the like this uh, Japanese couple who goes to America to New York. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's that's a thing you see. And there's uh, a, there's a bit where uh, a girl is arrested by a guy, and that's the entirety of the footage. Okay. <laughs> and and then the the girl goes goes face the guy in the basketball court. It's all it it doesn't really all make sense. Yeah, and man, because if you go to like real karaoke booths, well, then um, if sometimes if you choose like an anime like theme song, they'll have actually like the 
real video from the anime. There, there, I, there are options in there for that. There are uh, a few that support the actual video. Oh, we're there. Just yeah. I I did the original Mobile Suit Gundam theme song, and they did not have that. Well, yeah, you, you have to. When you type in a name, you will see at the right like a little video icon. Yeah, that thing. Okay. Yeah, and that's where there will be a real video included. Okay, because I yeah the Gundam one didn't have that, and there was really no other ones that I had sung that had that. Um, uh, okay, but, but for like for like what it is, it's actually really in depth. Yeah, and you know, like I was mentioning too, you can. Uh, there are several options you can that you have at your disposal when uh, if you, you want to keep track of the outfit of your me. <laughs> yeah, you could even make him wear like a big bear suit. It's kind of creepy. Or uh, wear him like an um, like this little pop star outfit is there. There is what else is there? There's like some traditional traditional Japanese clothing he could wear. A suit. Yeah. There's um, just a, a little a little bow tie. Mm-hmm. All that sort of stuff. It's pretty. It's pretty neat. Yeah, and it's then yeah. you—I'm not exactly sure how many people you can add up on the profile things, but it—it it separates all this stuff uh, via me. Uh, so I mean, oh, is it ten? Okay, yeah, it's ten. So, yeah. So if you have like a, you know a family, even it's just like okay, well, my me and me, I like these songs and these are what I sing. So even when you're competing and stuff like that, it's you know it shows your me's like profile picture and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, in terms of you know getting points and stuff, there's several different options that you can do. You can do just like a standard point thing where uh, you just get you just get some kind of like a number based on something. <laughs> um, it's it's more fun to do it right in the right in the sing off. It's way more interesting. Is it? Yeah, because yeah. I I haven't had a chance really to sing with anybody else. I've just yeah. been primarily doing it by myself and you know crying myself to sleep at night. But hey, so that's fine. sad. <laughs> it is sad. We, we need to co- we need to compete in the same song sometime. I know we do because I yeah. want to kick your ass or get my ass kicked. Uh, my my current score on Di- on Def Punk's Digital Love is eighty eight. Eighty eight. I have ninety seven on that. No, I don't. <laughs> okay, cool. And then, uh, yeah, then one. I what I think is the coolest thing that you can do is actually compete online. You can. Uh, Sing the songs, and then basically your ranking gets put up online, and you're ranked with whoever else sang the song. And I mean, it doesn't sound like much, but it's still really cool just to see where you stand in the whole country of Japan uh, for this or that song. Mm, I haven't, I haven't tried that yet. Mm. It's really cool, and I mean, some like like I said, I I did the Japanese Mobile Suit Gundam theme song, and I think there was like 63 people or something that had done it, and I'm not that good <laughs> but I, i'm at least I, th- I thought i was like in like maybe the teens or something so it wasn't bad but um you need, to, you, know, help, you need to help me with that that sounds very interesting it's fun i mean some sometimes too for uh, what they do in character too for maybe some harder kanji sometimes they have like the furigana and stuff over it so even if you could just read hiragana katakana you should be okay most of the time sometimes it's just you're just out of luck if you can't read the kanji or don't know the song but um yeah, I, I've really, really been enjoying this. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's like, actually, there's only like eighty-six thousand and some odd number of songs in the whole game, but they say ninety, whatever, close enough, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, tons of tons of obviously Japanese songs. There's still quite a few uh, songs from the West as well. So there, there if... are even some modern songs in there. I've, I ch- I checked just for familiarity's sake. Like, um, I wanted to know if Call Me Maybe was in there from 
Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's the new big hit that even Shibata sings. So yes. I, I wanted to see if it's in there, and it was in there. Um, yeah, surprisingly enough. So they also put like modern English songs in there, which is pretty damn awesome. Yeah, and and honestly, that's something that's kind of typical in Japan too. Yeah. Uh, maybe not necessarily every like song that people in the well, states. iTunes and... ch- uh, charting hits are in there. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, unfortunately for me, I like a lot of rap, a lot of, like, kind of rap that nobody likes, even in America. <laughs> so the, the, there's the, like... problem, the problem is that, that if you do, for example, like a song from Fatboy Slim, um, it won't do it in the, in the ranking mode. Really? Yeah, because it won't recognize the, the fast pace of your, of your voice. It should. I've done several fast songs. And yeah, online. but it, it doesn't do it with songs from Fatboy Slim. Really? I to, okay. <laughs> That's weird. I, I hit Rockefeller Skank and uh, it didn't do it. Okay. Well, that's different. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so 99% of the songs you could do online. So there you go. But aside from Wii Karaoke U, uh, I've been playing a couple other games, uh, namely Monster Hunter 3G, uh, the HD version, which is uh, basically a port of the 3DS version of the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, honestly, I'm not a huge Monster Hunter fan, and but, you know, I still wanted to give this a chance. Uh, last year, I got the 3DS version of this game, and, you know, it wasn't, like, bad. It's not like I absolutely hated it or something, but, um, I mean, sometimes there are just some issues with the game that I yeah. didn't really care for. So, But I figured, you know, hey, I want to get this bundle because the Monster Hunter bundle, which I did, mm-hmm. because it comes with the classic or the uh, Pro Controller. And, you know, so I basically had everything that I would possibly need for my Wii U, which is great. And, um, yeah. you know, I think from a distance, because, you know, the game is mainly kind of kind of panned out, uh, I think, you know, visually it looks pretty good. Um, I mean, it's not something that is going, it's going to set, like, benchmarks for, you know, the hardware or anything. But uh, getting to see the game in 1080p, running at a pretty decent frame rate, from what I've played at least, was, um, you know, pretty cool. But... You know, whenever things get zoomed in, obviously you can see, you know, blurry textures and, uh, I don't know, just stuff like that. And it's kind of just annoying, and you can just kind of just tell, well, this isn't, you know, uh, a game with, you know, HD assets and stuff like that. This is, you know, just like a up-resed version of the game, which, you know, whatever. that It, it is what it is, and that's fine. But, um, I don't know, I played the game for a little bit, and I still kind of came to the conclusion that I'm not a monster hunter guy and i don't know about you don i think we had talked about this maybe earlier in the month but um i think i figured out what i don't really care for about monster hunter and i think mainly for me it's the controls uh controlling the characters it just seems like a little bit like delayed like compared to something even like nintendo land like if i you know press forward on the joystick like not there's like basically no. It's, it's it's such a weird issue to have though because I I've never experienced that at all. It's I don't know. It just doesn't. It's just not as accurate as something like a, a Zelda or a Mario or something to me. Uh, maybe maybe I'm just playing it wrong or maybe I'm just not giving it enough of a chance. But I don't know. For me, that's kind of a deal breaker. Um, even if it's just you know half a second or even a little bit less than of like lagginess for the controllers for the controls it's just mm, just something i just can't get get over i see but, 
Yeah. Con- I, I think the concept's cool. You know, I can see, uh, you know, why people like this game. I mean, there, there's a ton of stuff to do. I mean, tons and tons of hours of content that gamers can, you know, do. And there's just a lot of crap to do. And there's a lot of fun to be had there. But uh, it, it's a really dense game, and it's it's kind of hard to get into. So, yeah. It's, um, does it support off-TV play? No. It doesn't. Mm, okay. Because basically, it's always using the touch screen for something. Uh, mm, okay. You have, mm. yeah. You, I, I've tried. I've looked around in all the um, menus and stuff like that too, and I didn't see anything about that. And yeah, um, it's it's not a big deal breaker for me, but it would need to. Ha- it would be need to have. I think the <laughs> the idea behind it is well, off TV play is your 3ds. <laughs> Cause you well, know, you yeah, can... yeah, that that seems about accurate. Yeah, I mean, it, mm, it's kind of lame. If you don't have the 3DS version, then you can't really do that, obviously. But um, I think that's kind of the idea, mm. uh, being able to transfer your save, save data to, uh, which actually it, it's really well implemented. It really goes by really quickly, and you can just do that stuff basically you know, on the fly. There's a uh, special application you'll need to download on the 3DS from the eShop, but once you get that, you can do it, no problem. So... Um, yeah, and I, you know, honestly, I'm, this I'm is... going to I'm going to pick it up next week mm-hmm. when it comes out on the Japanese Wii U eShop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of just starting a new save because I'm that far in the 3DS version that I kind of want to start a new. I see. Um, but maybe I can transfer that data to the 3DS one. I'm not sure. You, sh- you mean from the Wii U to the 3DS? Yeah. You should be able to. Um, mm. You can do it either way. Doesn't matter. Uh, so. I'm gonna try it. It's it, so it sounds interesting to, uh, enough for me as, as to try it again, even if I I know I played the game three times at this point. Then, <laughs> yeah, and you know honestly, I think this is probably the most comprehensive version of the game. I mean, you have a lot of different options when it comes to control, which I think is really cool. And you can play it online, right? Yes, you can. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, online yeah. it work it works really quickly. I, I didn't have any problem with lag, and I was totally getting my ass kicked by the monsters while I liked the you know. Hunter level eighty guys were just like beating the crap out of everyone and just laughing at me. That was kind of disappointing me about the 3DS one. It didn't have online, so it's good to have the Wii U version. Have that out there. Yeah, so that's it's cool to have. Um, You know, I've I've heard (laughs) people say that the game has voice chat, and um, honestly, it's something that I haven't tried because I have a uh, like a headset that came with my iPhone. That's we we can try when I get it next week. Yeah, we can definitely yeah. try it. But uh, yeah. people are saying that it works. Even when I was playing, I noticed like a little microphone, like icon or something that looked like somebody was talking. But honestly, for the Japanese market, nobody is going to use that because nobody wants to do that in Japan. But hmm. um, another cool thing about the online too, I mean, yeah, you have some just pre-written uh, responses that you can use, but also you can just use the touchpad like the soft keyboard to type out whatever the heck you want so that's pretty helpful and pretty cool yeah so but uh yeah i mean in terms of controls too like i said there's just tons of different options you can use the pro controller uh you could use the wii classic controller and of course you can use the game ba- the gamepad um which personally is what i enjoyed the most for comparison's sake i might use the the, the wii u pro controller a little bit and then go to the the wii u pro controller just to mm-hmm. compare Wii with Wii U. I know, I know for me, I prefer the gamepad because 
basically the most Monster Hunter I ever played before this was on the 3DS. And it was, yeah. you know, I had the second screen. It was just something that I was kind of used to. So playing it, you know, like that is kind of familiar to me. And it just, you know, felt pretty good that it, way. It, it must feel better with having that second uh, pad or circle. No, it's now an analog stick having that second one native. Yeah, and, you know, the the funny thing is that, you know, there are a lot of different things that you can use for the camera. I mean, obviously, you can use that other, you know, the right analog stick. You can still use a control pad, and you can use a, <laughs> like, touch control pad on the touch screen if you want to. So, huh. I mean, it's it's basically just like the 3DS version in terms of, like, that overlay. Um but it's customizable, completely customizable. You can set it up however you want. And, um, yeah, so it's pretty cool. That's one thing I like about both versions. Mm -hmm. I think that's all I have to say about that. Um, one other thing that I, I picked up, too, with my Wii U, among a few other things, was Nintendo Land. And I'm not going to talk, like, a, a really long time about this, but, um, you know... Nintendo Land is fucking awesome, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like going in, I was thinking, man, I know I don't even know why I'm buying this because I don't have anybody to play with. I'm not going to really enjoy this. I I think I talked to you right when I got my Wii U and played a lot of Nintendo Land, mm -hmm. and, I, and I said to you, playing it on your own is surprisingly satisfying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was maybe something that I needed to hear that kind of pushed me over the edge. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, the guys in Connectivity were talking about it. I think on some other podcasts that I'd listened to, too, they were talking about it as well. Yeah. And um, so I, I, I just wanted to give it a try, and I'm having a really good time with the game, a lot of the single-player stuff. I, I did get to play a little bit of multiplayer a couple of weeks ago. Um, but, yeah, it's just really cool. I really like the Zelda Battle Quest and uh, the Donkey Kong Crash Course. I think that's a lot of fun. And, uh, Donkey Kong really Crash Course is difficult as all hell. Yeah, it is, and that's why yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. So have you yeah. have you finished the first course yet of Donkey Kong Crash Course? No, I think I got to like the eighth section, maybe the seventh or eighth, and I just died. <laughs> so huh. yeah, I'll probably try it a little bit later tonight. Yeah, have you tried uh, Blue Chip Breeze? I did. I was not really a fan of it. Uh, to oh, be perfectly really? honest. Yeah, I don't like that type of control and it just I don't know I just didn't I, really I, like I, it I, th I think it fits Balloon Trip actually excellent I think it does too it's just I just didn't like it I really don't like Balloon Trip uh, I, I love either. Balloon Trip and I love the way it looks so. hmm. yeah I mean I think the style the style is absolutely fine I think and like you said too I think that control scheme I think it's perfect for kind of what they're trying to do just not for me okay fair enough so. I, I um, it's my nightly jam Balloon oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, just playing nice. a little bit of Balloon Breeze and then going to bed. Cool, cool, cool. Um, let's see. Have you played the Metroid game? Yes, I have. Hmm. And I, I played it as the ship uh, so far with the gamepad, and that's really cool. Yeah, I prefer kind of using the remote and nunchuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it feels really nice. I still need to try that out. It, it does look like a lot of fun. Yeah. It feels like what remote con what Wii remote control should be with remotion plus in place now. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, Zelda Battle Quest. I've, I'm sure you tried that. Of course, I played quite a bit. Um, I haven't Please. cleared it yet, but it's. Um, have you played it both ways? I have only played as a swordsman. Uh, oh, a swordsman! It's pretty accurate, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's yeah. really good, really fun. Uh, so. um, let's see what else I have there. Have you played? Um, the Yoshi game? 
Yeah, actually, I like that. Uh, <laughs> I thought, you know, a lot of people would kind of talk down on it, and I thought I was going to maybe hate it, but I just tried it, and uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. I mean, I don't think it's something that I'm going to play for hours on end, but uh, it was like a cool little yeah. thing. <laughs> did you, did you so. go for the normal route, or did you go for the warp zones, specifically? I didn't even know there was warp zones. <laughs> no, there, were, there are these warp doors. These are separate uh, sections on the map, which you really? can choose. Yeah. Like further in, or like how far in? They're usually next to the other goal, but um, they have this question mark above them. Okay, maybe it's just something I overlooked or just hmm. missed completely. I don't know. I see. Interesting. Um, have you tried the Takamaro game? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's all right. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Octopus Dance. Yeah, I. Tried that once uh, when I had a friend here, and we played together. Uh, we took turns, and um, you know that that somebody can help you with remote in all the single player games, right? For what now? In all the single player games, a person with the remote can help you. Oh, really? Yeah, didn't know that. Like for example, with octopus dance, they can they can squander that little annoying octopus that shoots ink at you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and and uh, and Yoshi's food cart, for example, they can remove one piece of fruit for you. Uh-huh. Um, if Takamaru, they can um, hold um, an enemy for you. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. So, I'll have to try that out when I'm playing with people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I actually really like Octopus Dance. It's an arcade game. Really? I, yeah. this, I just played it just once and I don't know. Sometimes I thought it was a little bit too finicky. It was like, you need to be perfect with these joysticks up and down and left and right and it was like off just by like a little bit and it was like you suck I was like man fuck you yeah, you, need to be, you need to be perfect that's that's the whole nature of the game that's why I yeah. like it I don't know I just thought it was um, just they, they, they tried to make you be a little bit too perfect yeah in my um, opinion Captain Falcon I didn't try that at all yet no. um, it's alright uh, it's not too amazing mm-hmm. uh, Pikmin did you play that oh yeah I tried that that was awesome um, did you play it on the gamepad or with the Wii Remote? I played on the game. Was I playing on the gamepad? I think I was playing on the gamepad. So I, was playing uh, t- I played yeah. that two-player. If you if you want a game that's kind of mindless to play, just play it with the Wii Remote late at night. It's it's okay. perfect for that. Okay. Cool. Um, the multiplayer games. Did you play Animal Crossing? No, I uh, didn't play that. I didn't play Luigi. Um, Mario Chase. I did play that. Okay. And, uh, I thought that was pretty fun. Okay. So we discussed all 12 games. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to actually do it for me. So let's go ahead and move on to the next person. Alright, we're back, and Ty is going to tell us what he's been playing. Hi, yes. Let's see. Well, I always play a lot of games, but... <laughs> uh, let's see. I did pick up uh, Layton vs. Right when it came out. Mm-hmm. Me too! It's very... Yeah. And I got all the swag. <laughs> Yay! Yeah they... yeah, they gave me a CD and like a, uh, a clear binder. And... Like, it, in the CD thing, there was, like, this little uh, piece of, of 
film, like reel-to-reel film. Oh, cool. Yeah, you can hold it up to the light, and you see a couple of frames of animation from the game. That's pretty rad. Wow, I, I, I don't have that stuff because I for, unfortunately bought it digital because that's cheaper for me. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, the game is like super polished. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much voice acting, the animation's really good, and you've probably seen like uh, in the trailers and stuff, the really high quality, um, you know, cutscenes and things like that. I mean, the game opens fantastically. Like the yep. the, fir- the first second when that game opens with the animation, it's already really action packed. Yeah, and uh, who knows when it's going to come out in English? <laughs> yeah, who knows? who knows? Yeah. So, like, I didn't want to take any chances. I thought I'd just deal with the Japanese. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I like it. Cool. Um, Let's see. What else have I been playing a lot? I, I played all the way through Puzzle Quest 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like it, but I played through it anyway. You're a trooper. Yep. <laughs> um, let's see. You know, my day job is playing Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I with my Wii U, I got a uh, Zombie U, mm-hmm. and uh, I haven't been motivated to play it much. But you know, it's it's kind of neat, I guess. It shows off some of the things you can do with the second screen, mm-hmm. like use it to to listen to the guy on the radio or quickly select inventory items or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it also feels like some sometimes it's uh. Like when you open up a box or a bag or something to get all the loot out of it, it feels kind of forced to have to look at the second screen mm-hmm. when, like, I would just prefer to hit AAAA to pick stuff up <laughs> in, like, three seconds instead of taking, like, 15 seconds to dig through some cardboard box that I <laughs> don't even care about. It's it's just a niggle, but I can understand where you're coming from. Yes. Yeah. Um, um. So, up to where did you play it? Did you play it only in the metro section? Did you play like the the first level where you walk up to the supermarket? Yeah, just like an hour into it or so. Not even that far. Hmm. So you went to the first save point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just not far. Mm-hmm. It, it it becomes more interesting later on. Um. Also okay, a lot cool. more. Also a lot more difficult. Um. Because um, you will at certain point afterwards you will set off an alarm and like eight or nine zombies will go will try and go and catch you. That sounds fun. And, and you gotta make your way directly out of there. All right, cool. Or else you will lose your first survivor. Um, okay. And you will find it the hard way. Um, but right. I don't want to spoil for you too much because it doesn't seem you are too far. But. Um, It'll be interesting to see how you will prolong if you are further in the game. Okay. Um. Uh, let's see. I've been playing a little bit of, well, replaying Barclay Shut Up and Jam. It's like a joke uh, mm-hmm. RPG game made by some nerds on the internet. Is uh, that but... about the one with the guy with the basketball for skin? Yes. <laughs> you were telling me about this the other day, which was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get all into that. <laughs> when, when, every time I hear Barkley, I'm going to sing the Space Jam theme song. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll talk about that, too. <laughs> so. Um... Whoa, whoa. I thought you were going to sing the Space Jam theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Okay. okay. 
Maybe, maybe I'll see if it's on the Wii U karaoke. Okay. <laughs> um, so the original game, it's only five or ten hours long. Lots of uh, like JRPG tropes and, you know, basketball jokes because it's about Charles Barkley. <laughs> and in this post-apocalyptic world that was like destroyed by the chaos dunk. A dunk so powerful. <laughs> only Barkley can do it and it's forbidden. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a big hit, and um, <laughs> so five or so years later, they're doing a sequel, and it's going to be a little less copyright infringing, <laughs> but like way more expansive. Mm-hmm. Like they have a Kickstarter for it. Oh, and it's going to be an action RPG. Um, maybe a little more. Secret of Mana slash Diablo slash Borderlands kind of game. Mm-hmm. Okay. But hmm. it's very heavy on the internet humor, on the anime humor, on the RPG humor. Now, it's actually going to be a game they're going to charge for. Hmm. Uh, probably like 10 bucks or something. Okay. But they have a Kickstarter for it. And as of right now, they've just about tripled their Kickstarter goal. Wow. Nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, some of the rewards... They're delicious. Uh, I think, I think at a hundred bucks, you get the Cyber Dwarf body pillow. <laughs> What's the yeah, difference cy- body pillows? Please explain yeah. about the Cyber Dwarf. Cyber Dwarf comes from the planet of the dwarfs or something. Of course. In, in fact, in the game, they cool. say dwarfs and not dwarves. Okay. And uh, he was in a terrible accident, so he had his skin replaced with a uh, basketball material. <laughs> So so he's like this dwarf with this basketball head, and there's this amazing slash horrifying body pillow art of him looking all super kawaii and tsundere or whatever. <laughs> but uh, some of the other Kickstarter rewards are great. If you pledge 300 or more, you will appear in the game as like a sprite or like a portrait. And That's, that's uh, awesome. Yes, and I think it was like at a thousand dollars or something, or something. You get to impersonate the development team for one interview. <laughs> with... Wow! <laughs> to impersonate the development team for one interview. So, how yes. many impersonations will you get with all like the ten, what twenty thousand, fifty thousand that you did? So fifty times, it's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll tell you what. I put in three hundred bucks, so mm-hmm. I'm getting all the swag. I'm going to be in the game. Cool. I'm going to get the body pillow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's like five days left on that Kickstarter. Oh, okay. yeah. So probably by the time that this episode is up and that you guys out there are listening to it, it's probably done. So, yeah. too bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. At $120,000 for a stretch goal, if they reach that, they're going to try to license the Space Jam theme for the game. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Huh. That's a real Come thing. on, like, slab. Well, welcome to the gym. <laughs> they, I do believe they did use that in the first game, oh, which, okay. which is a free huh. game, so they got away with it. It's it's parody, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And last of all, as usual, I play UFO catchers a lot. <laughs> it, it's becoming like this real problem where it's like this gambling compulsion <laughs> that I can't stop. <laughs> but. I'm also not terrible at it, so I bring home like a lot of dumb toys and stuff. So I was in one of my favorite game centers, and I see this big old 
Hatsune Miku doll that looks really easy to get. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm down. <laughs> so I, 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 I like I like Vocaloid songs, so this sounds pretty interesting to me. Go on. Yes, and so the way the doll the doll looks, she's like holding onto this cute little fuzzball thing. Okay. And so like I try to use one arm of the crane to like reach around her arm and just mm-hmm. pull her out instead of lift or tilt or whatever. And I, I ended up getting two at the same time. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Yes. By both lot by reaching around their arms and then dragging them out, and it was amazing. Maybe one of the best gets of my life. And these are pretty big. <laughs> they're they're like a foot tall. Jesus. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, I get those. I bag them up. They restock the machine, and I'm thinking, well, there's another one that's slightly different. I want that one. And then they told me not to play anymore. <laughs> I'm like, really? And then they, they take me to the back room and like start like smashing my fingers with a hammer. <laughs> awesome. And then they kick me out in the alley and tell me never to show my face again. Wow. How are your fingers? <laughs> I got better. Okay. That last part didn't happen, but they did say... Something along the lines of one per customer, please. <laughs> well, I can't huh. help it that I'm really good. That's what you should have told them. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of lame. Yeah. I kind of understand, but still, come on. <laughs> yeah. That's not that bad. I just went to the next game center and started clearing them out. <laughs> and how did that go? Great. Oh. <laughs> yes, I, I got this anime pirate chick figure that I wanted, I guess. You're not and... even sure who, from which anime she's from. Right. I don't even okay. care. <laughs> but yeah, I have like all these Vocaloid figures and stuff now. Dude, yeah, seriously, because uh, on, on Wii launch day, Ty came here to where I live, and cause I gave him my, because I had two pre-order tickets, so I gave him one of them, and then we went, and you know, we got, you know, he got his Wii U, uh, but man, Ty had just come from uh, basically getting a boatload of swag and hmm. man, so much stuff. It was ridiculous. And he gave me a cool Meta Knight coin purse, which is awesome. And um yeah, maybe if you look at your screen right now, you can actually see a picture of it. But um Yeah. Oh yes. I post all the stuff I get in the awful anime thread in the funhouse area of the <laughs> Nintendo World Report forums. Yeah, so if you're not checking out the forums, you should definitely check that out because Ty is a madman. <laughs> in a good way, I think. Yes, and you can also see some of the best of anime. <laughs> and by that, I mean the worst. <laughs> yeah, some good stuff there, for sure. So, yeah, that wraps it up for stuff that I've been playing. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, Ty. So, we'll go ahead and move on to Don here in just a couple of seconds. All right, and all right, and Don is going to wrap up new business for us. Hello, everybody. Um, uh-huh. So, first, I'm going to talk about Warriors Orochi Free Hyper, which I've played um, this week actually for a review on another unnamed website. Which, oddly enough, uh, the Japanese title is Musou Orochi 2. 
Hyper. Uh, <laughs> I, I, was there Hyper in the title too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a little because, bit confusing. Uh, because Musou Orochi 2 and Wars of Orochi 3 came out earlier this year for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and this uh, port was actually announced during the September conference, which mm. was held in uh, Japan, Europe, and North America. Uh, and it shows it's not really that good of a port. Um, mm-hmm. I, I talked about these games before. I really like them, especially uh, the Samurai Warriors games. Mm-hmm. So a crossover between like uh, the Dynasty Warriors games and the Samurai Warriors games, of course, interests me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like the Warriors of Orochi games. Um, but this time they also include like characters from other Tecmo Koi franchises like uh, Ryu from Ninja Gaiden and then oh. Ayane for Dead or Alive. And also very pretty much from every obscure game under the sun, which okay. was really, really cool. Um, but the big problem with the Wii U version is, is that the draw distance is actually really, really awful. Huh. Um, and I don't mean saying it just a couple of meters away. No, I mean literally a meter away. Hmm. And I will, I will paint a few pictures here. So imagine that the enemies just pop up with you right before your eyes. <laughs> what are we playing, Turok on the N64? The foggiest game of all time. <laughs> it, it's not as foggy as Turok, but it's pretty much up there. Okay. It's not. It's not good. Hmm. Um, and another instance is where I do an escort mission where I have to help this um, this character get out of the, a certain area. Okay. So of course he wants in, in front into like the the very bad draw distance, and I lose the mission. <laughs> awesome. And I and up to that point, I played a mission of a half hour, which I have to play entirely over again. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's um. I mean, it does some interesting. Well, yes and no. It with the gamepad, it doesn't do very interesting stuff either. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you would expect with like, um, if you look at like the 3DS versions of those games, you would see that there would be like a map or something on the touchscreen. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't do that here. Huh. The same image are on both <laughs> screens. <laughs> so the game is running on both the gamepad and on the television at the exact same time. Hmm. Okay. There's no difference between those two screens at all. Hmm. Um. It's interesting enough when you play it cooperatively with a friend because you can play the entirety with a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one person. One person plays with the pro controller, and another person just plays on the gamepad. But the minimap on on the gamepad is so horrible that you so don't see almost anything at all. <laughs> it's so ridiculously small. Wow. Um, so it doesn't really make sense to actually go and do that. Hmm. Um, the story in itself is pretty interesting. So they have set up this separate universe where, like, these characters of Dynasty Warriors and um, um, Samurai Warriors are together. Mm-hmm. And things have settled down in that world. And then a gigantic dragon pops up and obliterates almost everybody. <laughs> so, you're almost at the end of the end of the world, you could say. Uh-huh. uh-huh. See what I did there? There it is. Um, and then a character goes and saves you, the last three standing like generals, and you go back in time and try to save everybody. Hmm. So the story in itself is pretty interesting. It's just a really big shame how they how they handle the technical side of things. And it looks horrible on the Wii U. <laughs> I mean, the game looks way better on Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. Huh. Uh, they did a really big rush job. Wow. Well, I'm glad I didn't 
try to play this at T. Well, I wanted this to play any any Wii U stuff at TGS, and this is one of the games that was there. But there was like six people in line, and then they were like, "Yep, this line's closed. Can't play." It was like, "What the hell?" I mean, what do they have like a two-hour playtime each? They just they just want people to not play it. <laughs> Probably. I mean, that was kind of stupid, but. The one interesting thing they've added to this game is uh, dual mode. Okay. So it, it's a sort of, um, it's actually sort of a fighting game. Um, similar to the style of like Tech and Tag Tournament. Did someone say fighting games? <laughs> yeah, I said fighting <laughs> games. Um, where you choose three generals to um, prove to your side and then you actually fight out in a sort of um, a fighting game style. Hmm. Which is um, pretty interesting. And the good part about it is you can actually play it locally and online. Okay, um, that's cool. That, that, that was kind of the saving grace to this game, actually. Um, hmm. I had the most fun with that than actually going through the story mode and dealing with the, the draw distance. Hmm. Yeah, um, and, you know, honestly, I haven't heard really any other gaming podcast that I've listened to talk about this game at all. I, maybe it's just because nobody played it <laughs> or nobody cares, but, yeah, I... I just kind of, I was curious, I mean, not curious enough to buy it, <laughs> but, you know, just, hmm, interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, it, I don't recommend this game at all. So it's a steaming pile of crap, okay. Um, the Xbox 360 version and PlayStation 3 are actually decent, uh-huh. they're decent enough to play, they're very fun, uh, but this version, um, they didn't do a good job of it, at all. Um, so I'm very disappointed in what what they actually showed off with the Wii U. Um, okay. And I'm kind of not looking forward to to playing Ninja Gaiden Free Razor's Edge because <laughs> it's also from Tecmo Koei. Hmm. Uh, but I kind of have to. Um, I'll buy it over the weekend for on my Japanese Wii U so okay. I can review it for the for the European market. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not really looking forward to it hmm. uh, because um, it shows that Tecmo Koei doesn't give the the Wii U too much thought. Um, I'm also interested to see what they did with like the the, the strategy game. Um, oh, the Romance of the Three Kingdoms 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because some of the characters uh, in the Dynasty Warriors series are based on the on that novel. Uh huh. Right. Romance of the Three Kingdoms and the Samurai Warrior stuff is based on like the Japanese generals. Okay. So I was kind of interested to see how the strategy game would play out, but maybe I will check it way down the line because I'm really feel burned. I feel really burned by Warriors uh, Orochi Free Hyper. Dude, I mean the Romance of the Three Kingdom games is super expensive. Like just the the disc version is like nine thousand yen, and I think the download version is only a little bit cheaper. So I mean, you're yeah. pay- if you you know paying in euros, you're paying like you know eighty ninety euros for a game that you have no idea is any good, and that even if you know Japanese, it's it's, I don't know. There's just some I, I, li- really... I like strategy games. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Hmm. That was my first Wii U experience, and it wasn't really necessarily an easy one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it, it, I know those games are not easy. I played one before. Uh huh. Um, but I'm kind of interested to see how it would play on Wii U. But I'm I may do it way down the line. Yeah, that'd be a good call, I think. Yeah. Um. Then I played Tekken Tag Tournament Two Wii, Wii U Edition. Mm-hmm. That game is that game is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you can play the entirety of the game on your gamepad. Okay, cool. So you can you can go into the display options and just have the entirety of the game run on that controller. And I am really surprised on how it looks. It looks fantastic on the gamepad. Mm-hmm. Um, if you play normally on the television, um, 
there is an option to to just have like touch touch control buttons on the gamepad and choose certain moves, but I don't like that at all. I'm, I'm more of a guy who actually likes to play the game myself. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually disable that option entirely, which is possible. Okay. Um, and then in in multiplayer, you can locally you can up to play up to four people, so two te- two two people per team. Oh wow, cool. Yeah. And people can play it with the Wiimote and Nunchuck, or with the Classic Controller Pro, or with the the Wii, Wii U Pro Controller, mm-hmm. or the GamePad. Um, and all seem to work pretty well. There's also an option to play just with the Wii Remote, but that seems like really like an iffy deal. Sounds like it would be. <laughs> yeah, so I never tried it at all. Okay. Um, I've seen a Tekken Fight Stick for the Wii U in the shops here in Japan. I've seen it in my stores too. I'm kind of interested in buying one as well. Yeah, it, it was it was really cheap compared to the other fight sticks, but that kind of makes me suspicious of like what parts they use. Hmm. It might be great. It might not be. I don't know. Yeah, it it, it seems kind of too expensive to just take the plunge. <laughs> yeah, the ones I've seen here, it was about seven thousand yen, hmm. uh, which which is pretty cheap. Compared to like the other fight sticks I see, which are like one mon or one and a half mon, I get. I guess in U.S. dollars, that's like like one hundred seventy bucks, basically. Yeah. Up to well, one hundred seventy bucks. That's yeah, that's pretty expensive for a controller. And if you're gonna be buying something like that, I hope to God you get your you know money's worth. Yeah. So like a, a controller half that price seems pretty tempting. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, but what I like, by the way, more about Tekken Tournament is that all the stuff like the DLC stuff of the costumes and all the pre-order stuff like from Snoop Dogg and everything are included. So it's all yes. included in the package. Snippity-dippity. Um, yeah. And there's also this... Um, all the modes are in there like survival, arcade, what have you. Tekken That's Ball. Tekken, Tekken Ball is new in the Wii U version. And I, I freaking love Tekken Ball. The music is amazing. That yeah. song, you know the one. Yeah, I know. Oh god. Um, there's also uh, the Mushroom Battles, which is new, also new to the Wii U version and uh, exclusive to Nintendo platforms. Um, which basically, you are playing this solo, so no um, um, tag matching at all. Um, and then there are mushrooms and like stars and like everything Nintendo related is in there in those stages. And they have these Nintendo remix like from uh, the other Water Team. And uh, the overall theme, it's it's all done in Tekken style, and it's fantastic. It's really damn good. Yeah, I've been, I've been looking to try and download the exclusive songs. I haven't had much luck, because they're amazing. Yeah. So you guys said that Snoop Dogg is a playable character in this no, game? No, 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 no. There's, there's a stage with Snoop Dogg in it, and there are okay. costumes uh, for the characters. And, and it's gorgeous. And yeah. actually, you know what? He's no longer Snoop Dogg. He is now Snoop Lion. I know, I know, but he's still Snoop Dogg <laughs> in the game. I know. Okay, I just thought that was ridiculous, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but playing, I, I played it online. I have never had any lag with it, so that's also another positive thing. Um, yeah, it, you can just. Here's the thing: what I do, I play it on my bed. Just play online against people. That's how fantastic it is. Hmm. So it's it's a good way to um, have a game to play both on your television with friends and on your own on this little screen, which does its 
and really well. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I played a lot, like twenty games totally on Wii U now. Um, <laughs> it, it's 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 certainly up there with my favorites mm-hmm. uh, because it it does its it does its stuff really well. And the other game that's really up there and was surprisingly for me up there, and Radio Trivia really talked about this is um, Sonic and All Stars Racing. That's also really up there hmm. uh, because that's a very coherent online um, racing experience. And can and the fun part is you can actually have up to five player five people local, mm-hmm. and take all those five people with you online. Against oh wow! Yeah, that's pretty cool. So you have could have literally couch to couch play. Hmm. Cool, if you cool. have the right amount of friends, of course. But there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um. So those two games um, have been really occupying my time third party wise. Um. And then finally, um, to wrap up kind of the discussion we had like the last the last two times, it's time for Paper Mario Sticker Star again. <laughs> and I was very inconclusive about it last time. Um, mm-hmm. Now, having wrapped it up, I can say for me that the game was really frustrating in places to get the puzzles done. I, at some points, started really disliking the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I get really frustrated and trying to find out where the correct thing is you need. Uh, because, again, you have this world map with all these separate levels. Which make it perfect for a handheld game, don't get me wrong. Um, but it's difficult to to find the sticker that you need to solve the puzzles in the current levels you're at. Later on in the game. Because there is so much stuff to do in that. And... I know that uh, Johnny of uh, Radio Free Nintendo really like really in- seems to enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's it was the weakest of the Paper Mario games, even weaker than Super Paper Mario and Wii, hmm. because mostly it doesn't really have a story to all wrap it up nicely. Um, I-, I like the stories in all the other Paper Mario games. I think they're really clever and in depth, but here it just seems Mario has saved the princess again. Mm-hmm. And has to save it from browser again. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't seem like the most interesting game to me, at least. Okay. Um, I mean, the sticker stuff during battles is very interesting up to a certain point because then you realize that the battles don't have any purpose to them. Hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, you're not gaining levels, right? You're just maybe getting stickers for it or something? Yeah, you, you, you only battle with those stickers, and you usually use a bunch of them during really hard battles, so it's really better to save up for them mm-hmm. than to use them on all the smaller battles you encounter during your time during the levels. Hmm. Um, so it makes it really hard to 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 not go for those battles uh-huh. and to just play it for the entirety without without trying to actually hit any Goombas. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's, it becomes a bit annoying. Yeah. And yeah. all the health upgrades are from, like, doing these little puzzle puzzle quests with, like, Toads and something. And that's another thing. There are only, the only other characters you mostly encounter in this game are Toads. Okay. There are no other different characters, except for, like, uh, the Goombas and, like, um, Kamek and Bowser and Bowser Jr. Hmm. Well, that's, that um, sounds kind of lame. I mean, 
I don't know. I, honestly, I've only played the very first Paper Mario, and I thought it was really great. I, I really enjoyed it. For you still need to play re- the game. You still need to play the GameCube one. Yeah, I, I want to play it, and I think yeah. I talked. Maybe I talked about this last time. I think just the yeah. reason I didn't get it, I just, just forgot about it, and then it just yeah, at one yeah. point it became expensive or whatever. The game kind of made me sad. I mean, it was actually Miyamoto's decision to make it more like Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. And I think this decision for me actually really backfired, <laughs> because I like the weird worlds in Paper Mario. I I enjoy like the little bits like the sticker collecting, and I like the the overall design of it with the music. The music is fantastic, mm-hmm. um, but it becomes kind of boring to play. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing that Nintendo games usually don't do, don't do, like it or not, is be boring. Mm-hmm. And that's the most thing. That's the the biggest offense to the game. It doesn't do enough to make it the last half of it really worthwhile. Well, depressing stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's still a decent game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, in in the review I did, I gave it a seven. Mm-hmm. So that's still pretty good. And it seems like I'm pretty down on the game. Uh, but it's mostly because the puzzle stuff really, really frustrated me throughout. Mm-hmm. And Having not having those battles in there um, made it kind of again made it kind of a bore. Okay. Um, and and you don't have like all these different partners, of course. You only have like Kirsty, which is the the sticker fairy. Okay. <laughs> and she looks really down you at times. <laughs> and, and, I, and I will tell you, I will give you one of the examples. So um, you fight, they fought the first boss, and it was really kind of a tough battle for you. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know all the ropes yet, and then Kirsty says, "Well, you could have, could have done it better, <laughs> but it doesn't matter now because the battle is over." <laughs> it's like, why do you mention it then in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> and another time she says later on, "Oh, you don't have enough stickers for this battle. Hey, let me help. Let me help you out. <laughs> you don't have to say thank you because I just did it for you." It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and all the characters in all the other Paper Mario games are not this this mean or or mean spirited at times. <laughs> so I didn't like Kirsty one freaking bit. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was a really mixed experience for myself. <laughs> uh. But again, the presentation of it all was fantastic. Cool. Um. I stand with that point. Uh. If you can find a soundtrack somewhere online, go listen to it entirely. You will have a lot of fun. More fun than the game, possibly. <laughs> That's not a good sign. But <laughs> they, they, they tried to innovate with the game, but all the innovation kind of fell apart. Hmm. Um, also, I, I I kind of missed one game um, because I mentioned my like favorite third-party games. I failed to mention Call of Duty Black Ops 2, which is also awesome on Wii U. Cool, cool. Yeah, it just came out in Japan here just this past week, as of the time of recording. I I just I'm... realized when I, when I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I I'm thinking about buying it, but the only thing about the Japanese version, it's the dubbed, the Japanese dubbed version. Yeah. And I don't think that they're gonna do the subtitled version, at least for you know Black Ops Two. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, um, so I don't know if I'm gonna get it or not. Uh, we'll see. The, the the fun part about the Wii U version is that you can play everything on the gamepad again. 
Yeah, I thought I remember seeing some of the videos and stuff like that earlier uh, in the year, um, and I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, so, like, like the 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 single player campaign, zombies online, everything you can play just on the gamepad, hmm. and that works again perfectly. And it it seems like the gamepad is a very perfect controller for playing first person shooters as well. Mm-hmm. It's very capable of doing so. Um, so yeah, that's that's also something that might interest you. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a pretty big fan of Call of Duty myself, and uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see <laughs> what I do with that. Yeah. So. But yeah. Cool. All right, man. Is that all you got, buddy? Uh, yeah, that's mostly major what I want to talk about. Most of the stuff I'm pretty sure that most people have talked about it before. Okay. All right, cool. Well, that's going to wrap us up here with new business, and we're going to go ahead and move on to the news. All right, and we're back, and we're going to go ahead and give you a little bit of uh, the news that's been happening here in Japan lately. Uh, it's been a little bit of a slow month. Uh, it's kind of that time of year where not a ton of stuff is happening. Well, uh, the early, early in that month, there was before the Japanese launch a Nintendo Direct. Exactly. Yeah, and, but mostly it was not interesting stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> and so, I mean... I mean we're, exactly. Yeah. They talked about um, Game of the Wario. Yeah. That, that was interesting stuff enough. Um, and Google Maps. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, yeah, cool, but uh, in yeah. terms of game sales, I guess we'll go ahead and give you an update on uh, some game sales here in Japan. Um, these are the Media Create sales from December 10th to December 16th, which is at this point in time of this recording is the most up-to-date information that we have. Um Inazumi 11 Go 2, which uh, just came out um, basically about 10 days ago at the time of this recording on the 13th of December, uh, sold through 168,000 copies. Then with that, too, I mean, there's two different versions, uh, Nepu and Naime. Uh, you know, this, they kind of do that with these games. They release them in, like, these basically two sets, you know, the Pokemon tile type of uh, <laughs> release thing, I guess. Um so yeah, that, that's doing very well. Uh, Animal Crossing uh, still going pretty strong on 3DS. Uh, Jesus, they're already nearing like 1.5 million. Um, it's pretty ridiculous, actually, for a game that's just basically a month old. And um, uh, Super Paper Mario, uh, Paper Mario Sticker Star, uh, that's up there too. Uh, with uh, this this pass for that week, it was sold like through 92,000 copies, back up to about uh, a little over 220 thousand copies um that's going as strong yeah yeah but for me it's it's not without reason actually yeah i mean that's not bad (laughs) yeah it's not bad but it's not going as strong as like like say super mario Bros. 2 or animal crossing yeah i mean i don't think paper mario is that kind of a title that it's just going to have that kind of a weight or that kind of a well the the second one in super paper mario actually did sold really well in japan Mm mm-hmm Okay. So it's interesting. Uh, you know, next up was New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Or, I'm sorry, not you. <laughs> that just came out uh, just on the 8th. Uh, it's 
it's just sold through 71,000 copies that week, and it's already up over around 234,000. Uh, New Super Mario Brothers 2 still going strong, and is already past 1.5 million here in Japan. Um, another kind of late entry here, uh, a game that just came out not too terribly long ago, Taiko no Tatsujin for Wii, the Super Deluxe Edition. Uh, Don, this is something that you're interested in, right? Yep. Cool. Because I know you're like you're a pretty big fan of this series, and um, shoot, like even after playing the version on the 3DS earlier this summer, I think it was, right? Yep. Yeah, that was freaking cool. It was just a really cool game, a lot of fun, and I just kind of forgotten how fun these games could be. But, but uh, um, this uh, version has um, this time around mini games included. Like uh-huh. Something this is new, something they tried. Okay. And. They've also added, instead of the old songs they had before, there are all new songs in there. So I'm kind of interested in buying this one. Cool. Cool, cool. And, um, yeah, that that's uh, doing pretty well. Just sold through about 69,000 copies, so that brings up the total for that to uh, around 243,000. Uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is for the 3DS, which just came out towards the end of last month. That's already up over 266,000 copies sold here in Japan. Um... Going down the list a little bit too, Nintendo Land's up there, not like blowing things out of the water here in Japan, but it's already up to about 114,000 copies You, fo- you forgot Gourmet Monsters. Oh, Gourmet Monsters. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, that thing. <laughs> it's 20- a real thing. <laughs> it's a real thing. Gourmet Monsters, they live in your soup. Um that apparently uh, just came out on December 13th and sold through 43,000 copies. Um, I really don't know much about this game. Uh, should it's I want be- to know it's, 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 it's a better opening week than um, than the X-Troopers. Yeah, which is sad. Uh-huh. Um, but it, but uh, it, it's a pretty decent game. I played the demo version. It's a okay. sort of a side-scrolling game. Okay. Cool. Um yeah, other than that... Oh, uh, oh, Layton, or Layton. the 3D game. I'm not sure anymore. Okay. No, it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, other than that, Leighton vs. Ace Attorney, it's up there. Uh, it's getting pretty close to 200,000, about 20,000 shy of that. that that's also not going very strong, is it? Uh, hmm. Well... I was, I, I was hoping it would go faster, actually. Gee. Yeah, I, I, I've heard... I don't know how, how true this is or not, but, you know, uh, Leighton games and Ace Attorney games have been kind of been on a downward spiral in terms of sales uh, since their, I guess, inception uh, here in Japan. I, I, you know, this is just something I'd heard. This might not be true at all, but um, I don't know. This could be, you know, indicative of that, showing that too. So, interesting to see. Strange. Yeah. Uh, You know, there's several other things here too. You know, Pokemon Black and White 2, obviously still just destroying things. Uh, It's it's already getting close to uh, 3 million here in Japan. And, um, yeah, in terms of hardware, there was a really interesting uh, fact that Don was telling us about before the show started. Uh, Don, do you want to talk about this a little bit? Sure. Um, So, two weeks ago, uh, the 3DS surpassed the PlayStation 3. Wow. In lifetime sales. (laughs) Uh, this week, uh, currently, the PlayStation has 8.8 million copies sold, and that's mm-hmm. in six years. Mm-hmm. And in two years, almost, the 3DS has sold 
9.1 million units. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> you know, a, a console has been up for that amount of time and just, just getting pushed out. And I mean, yeah, in Japan, I mean, there is a lot more of a focus on, you know, handheld devices, gaming devices and stuff like that. So I could kind of and understand I, it. And I, I, I kind of want, also want to mention that we use now almost at a half point of what the Vita sold in its entirety. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> because uh, the Wii U is now almost almost 500,000. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. Vita is 1.1 million. Yeah, that's depressing. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really depressing for Vita. Yeah, definitely. I mean, God, Vita, I, I think I've said this last month too. I mean, Vita, it's a really, I think it's a really cool system. I don't have one, but I mean, technologically, there's a lot of awesome stuff that it can do. But it's so, just a... so this year, this year alone, I want to compare the 3DS to Vita for a moment, so, mm -hmm. right? This year, the 3DS sold 4.9 million. The Vita sold 650,000. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Destroyed. <laughs> In comparison, let's compare this to Wii, which is a di which is completely now a died system now. Mm -hmm. So again, the Vita sold. 649,000. The Wii, again, a dying system, sold 455,000. Yeah, that's... It's very <laughs> close to one another. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe part of that stuff on the Wii, that could have something to do with Dragon Quest. <laughs> Dragon, but, Quest um... Dragon Quest and Kiki Trick are the only two big games that were released this year on Wii. Yeah. Well, and I guess you could say... and, the and the Kirby collection, if that counts. Mario Party 9, if you want to talk about that, too. Mario Party 9, hmm, yeah. It didn't sell too well in Japan, though. Yeah, but basically, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's this is sad, and I don't yeah. know, I, I kind of hope things pick up <laughs> for the Vita, that something just gets released that people just be like, oh my god, this is what I need. One thing that should be, that should be positively noted, though, is that in Japan, currently, it seems that more software is sold than last year. For okay. all, across all systems, <laughs> because um, this year, last year, the record in 2011 was at 14.8 uh, million, mm -hmm. and currently it seems around seven, 47 million. So it still has a week. So I'm not sure if it's going to pick up. <laughs> yeah. So it's not going to make. Uh, so I don't think it will be hitting the same amount. Mm -hmm. But hey, uh, you will never know. Right. Right. Well, it could be it could be down, it could be up. It, it's hard to say. It has to depend on the Christmas season. We'll know in about, you know, ten days. <laughs> yeah. So, whatever. Okay. Cool. Well, that's going to do it for just uh, sales there. So uh, th there's a couple of other little bits of news. And Ty, would you mind reading out that first little bit? <coughs> yes. Dun, 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 dun. Monster <laughs> Hunter Tri-G HD version will be available digitally on the Wii U eShop on December 27th. The game is 500 yen cheaper than its physical counterpart. Gamers can pick it up for 4,300 yen. Yeah, so this was something that ever since they had announced you know, Monster Hunter basically coming to Wii U, people were kind of clamoring about, well, is this going to be you know, a digital release? Are they going to do that? And, you know, obviously with the launch, they didn't do that. <laughs> that's why we have this little bit of news now. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a good thing, just to have that available uh, digitally, because I think... Like, uh, like I said earlier in the show, I'm going to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. 
it's just yeah it's i think it's something if you're a monster hunter fan this is something that you'd want to have on your system just to you know do just to get up and you know have it and do it um and also too like this makes me think you know whenever this game actually comes out in the west uh i don't see why it couldn't launch with you know both the digital and the physical versions it, it, it will it will because it's published by nintendo europe so definitely for europe it's a given cool cool so i mean yeah <laughs> i think that's that's pretty cool so well, I'm not sure about North America, but since um, Nintendo has started doing the publishing deals in mm-hmm. Europe, mm-hmm. everything has also be coming out digital. So. Cool. Cool, cool. There you go. All right. Well, Don, would you like to read the next little bit of news there? Sure. Monster Hunter 4 for the 3DS is going to be delayed in Japan. Originally slated for a spring 2014 release, Capcom is going to continue working on the game to ensure that it will meet gamers' expectations in terms of quality. Yeah, so I, <laughs> it's kind of, I mean, they basically said that, but I don't know what that actually means. Like, I wonder what they're going to work on, if they're going to uh, just add more content, uh, just make sure this the game is no bugs, I, I don't know, it's so... Yeah, we haven't seen too much of the game, that's the issue. Yeah. Uh, we have seen two trailers of it so far, mm-hmm. and the trailers look good. Sure. I think the game looks really great on the 3DS. Yeah. Um... So I'm not sure what they're going to add. It's really hard to say, actually. Yeah, you know, I'm honestly, I, I'm really curious to see kind of what they do with this. Uh, you know, I yeah. mentioned it earlier, just something about the controls of Monster Hunter that just seems a little bit laggy or just not as accurate as what I might find in other games. I, I really hope that they just make this just spot on and just freaking awesome. I uh, never had that issue, so I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> well, there it is. We're all entitled to our own opinions. Um, yes. And, yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do, and I'm pretty sure they'll probably have a demo, uh, you know, before they release the game. So we'll yep. have to just take a look and see. So Cool, cool. Yeah, and uh, another bit of news here, too. Dragon Quest X for the Wii is getting an update that's supposed to be arriving sometime later this month in December. Uh, this is the second major update that the game has seen. It's going to add a lot of different stuff, such as uh, two different char- character classes. Uh, there's like a warrior magician and like a superstar. Uh, the superstar one's kind of funny. It's like, like I said, it's just like you're a superstar, basically like a, a jackass, like movie star. And uh, I saw like one of the, like the, I guess, special moves is you're like signing autographs and you just like throw all the paper at their face. And like, <laughs> <laughs> another one is like your bodyguard just comes out and just starts like taking hits for you and maybe like I don't know, beats the crap out of something for you. <laughs> it looks look kind of funny. I'm going to be a superstar in the Wii U version. <laughs> hey, kid, you got what it takes to be a star? Yeah. <laughs> it looks amazing. Yeah, so so that that was interesting. And then uh, also, too, they're raising the level cap from level 55 to 60. And uh, they have this new, uh, basically this, I think it's called like Magic Labyrinth or something. And uh, what it is, it's basically... Is, is Tim Curry there? What now? Is Tim Curry there? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I didn't see it in the video, so who knows? Dance, but, um, magic dance. He could be in there because this is like a basically it's it's it changes every single time you go there, so it's never going to be the same. And um, oh. apparently, too, they made matchmaking like a lot easier, so that p- players can just kind of get into the game a lot faster. So it, it's a pretty significant update, and like I said, it's coming out. They said sometime basically around the end of December. So. Uh, that's pretty cool for those out there that have Dragon Quest X, and for those looking forward to it too. It's just kind of cool to see what kind of things that they're adding into the game. So. And um, 
we owners yeah are getting getting an upgrade to the Wii U version for half price that's right and that's pretty incredible <laughs> yeah. so i uh you know some makes of it... me makes me silly for not buying the Wii version yeah but i don't know i i think that's pretty cool and i think there's quite a few you know Wii owners who would want to continue doing that and will <laughs> so yeah yeah so I, I guess our last little bit of news is, you know, just basically over the past couple of months, you know, ever since the beginning of November, uh, Nintendo has been releasing a ton of retail games on the eShop. I mean, yeah. part of it was, you know, part of this the new initiative where they're doing uh, all their new releases, all the first new first party releases at any rate, uh, as downloadable titles as well as available at retail. Um, so I mean, like for example, some titles that have came out over in the in the past couple of months uh looking back at november i mean you know obviously there's stuff that came out like all over the place like mario tennis uh, mario kart 7 mario and sonic at the olympics pilot wings uh kind of, you know stuff like that um uh, mario sonic at the Oli- mario and sonic at the olympics don't remind me <laughs> your favorite that's kind of why i said that uh, I, I know you love it so much <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but you know bravely default came out uh yay! You know, yeah i still have to play that yeah, uh, Animal Crossing. Um, uh, and uh, like I said, some of the other things were just scheduled to come out anyways. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Um, but then this like, older stuff, like you know, Shifting mm. World, uh, that came out as a digital download. Um, Dead or Alive Dimensions also came out. Monster Hunter 3, uh, Tri-G. Um, and then also, too, just basically before the end of the month, um, well, Lost Heroes, this... Uh, mashup game with uh, Ultraman and Gundams and stuff like that. That's also available. Um, uh, Resident Evil the Mercenaries is going to be available too uh, before the end of the month, which is kind of crazy. And um, yeah, it, it, New, Love, New Love Plus is also a big game that's coming out too. So I, I, I hope they have the fixes included in the digital version because that game was bugged as hell. Yeah, you would think that they would. I mean, Jesus, the, the fix, the fix well, is available. Well, well, it's Konami, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I, you know, you would think, you would hope and pray that they would. So we'll see. Again, it's freaking Konami. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, I, I think it's really cool just to see even you know some of these older mm-hmm. games that you didn't even really think about uh, getting yeah. digital release. But uh, one one cool thing about some of these titles too, when they're re-releasing these older titles, like they they're available at like discounted prices, um, like uh, the Mercenaries, for example, uh, the download version is now like twenty six hundred yen, which is pretty good, uh, I guess, <laughs> unless you have Revelations or something. But um, yeah, so I mean, I, I like that trend, and I think that you know we're gonna continue to see stuff like this into two thousand and thirteen, and I think that we should. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for the news, so we're going to move on to a very short Life in Japan section. Okay, and we're back. Mini, 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 mini song. Nintendo, no Reggie, death. And this is a, another section of Life in Japan. Um, <laughs> this, you know, last year we did a, a pretty lengthy discussion about Japanese Christmas. And, um, you know, if you're interested to know... Uh, I, 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 also, I also talked about how Christmas is almost non-existent here. 
Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it, we had a really, really good uh, conversation about Christmas, just not only in Japan, kind of, you know, it's in Europe and stuff like that, and about the yeah. differences in, uh, from the West in Japan. It was a really uh, fun episode to record. So if you're interested in learning more about that, definitely uh, check back to last December's episode of the Famicast. I believe it was Famicast 7. Um, so yeah, check that out. But today, I, I, I'm going to talk about something kind of Christmas-related that I heard uh, at work. So, as many okay. of you may know, I, I work at a school, at different schools in the city where I work, and um, one of the schools I go to is an elementary school, and a lot of my co-workers too, they go to different elementary schools and junior high schools in the area, and, um, you know, it's it's great getting to talk to kids, I, I like talking to the kids about games, just seeing kind of what they're interested in, uh, that's always a lot of fun, but, uh, you know, being Christmas time, um, you know, being a teacher, we have Christmas lessons and talk about uh, Santa Claus and just fun stuff that, you know, kids like. And, uh, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. But uh, one thing I <laughs> heard that I thought was just absolutely horrifying and awesome at the same time. So uh, apparently one of my buddies was in a class and he was talking about Santa Claus. And then some kid brought up the topic of Black Santa. I don't know. If you guys think of Black Santa, I mean, what do you think of? Like African American Santa Claus? Because, I, I, because I've never seen a white Santa either. Okay. Well, Ty, I, I, I think I, I thought the same exact thing as you. Because my friend, when he first started explaining this, he was like, "Yeah, Black Santa." I was like, "What? Okay, that's fine." <laughs> okay. And, but then the story behind this is okay. What Black Santa is, and. <laughs> In Japan. So basically, if you are a very, very bad little boy or girl, Black Santa is going to come to your house and take your <laughs> presents. <laughs> and if you are really, really bad, he's going to take you. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's not African-American. This, it's just... this, uh, this, this reminds me, actually, this reminds me of um, where Santa Claus came from. That's, um, of course, St. Nicholas. Mm -hmm. uh, because that was originally, and it's still celebrated here, of course, in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. um, there is so next to Saint Nicholas, there, there he has his helpers, which are SWAT Pete's. Okay. Um, and what? if you are very naughty, mm -hmm. a SWAT Pete will put you in a bag and take you with you to uh, Saint Nicholas' house in Spain. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Did so I. So maybe it comes from that, and it turned into, well, he doesn't have the smart peats. Let's make mm -hmm. it just a black Santa. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like I said, it's not an African American Santa. It's supposed to just be like a Santa wearing like black clothes, I guess. This is Santa suit, but it's just like black, and he's just gonna take you uh. away. But um, this is something that I guess, from what I've talked to with some of my other uh, teacher friends and stuff, that this is something that's fairly recent in Japan. That I guess parents have started telling their kids, um, huh. but I don't know. I, I just thought it was kind of interesting. And now that you said that too, Don, that's that's even really even more interesting. So it's like, I wonder maybe you know this somehow it got over to Japan and then they just kind of, you know, just did whatever <laughs> they did to it to make it like this. But uh, I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny and horrifying of this image of this big scary man coming in your house in the middle of the night and. Not maybe taking your presence or you, if you're. And ex evidently, they made a horror. 
they made a horror movie with a bad Saint Nicholas in it. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. last year. <laughs> I was gonna say, a, 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 a killing, a, a killing Saint Nicholas. <laughs> wow. It goes I'm... into the house of children and actually kills them. Jesus Christ, that's yeah. <laughs> wow, okay, <laughs> sounds like a happy Christmas. Um, happy I thought you were Nicholas, what you mean? Yeah, yeah. I thought Show you were this talking... movie to children right away. Yes, don't be bad. <laughs> you're, you're gonna die. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about Bad Santa, you know, with Billy Bob Thornton, which I think is an excellent Christmas movie. <laughs> oh. um, Inichiwa! What is it with you, anyway? Somebody drop you on your fucking head? On my head? Well, yeah, what are they going to drop you on somebody else's head? How can they drop me onto my own head? No, not onto your... Uh, what? God damn it! Are you fucking with me? <sighs> okay, which house is it? Anyway, yeah, that, that's it really for today. Uh, it wasn't really much, but I thought it was just interesting um, to share about some just the stuff that uh, is going through minds. Of, no, it was cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> of people here in Japan. Uh, so, yeah. So from now we have a feature that we're going to get to uh, here up next about the best games of 2012 in Japan on Nintendo platforms. So, uh, yeah. We're going to be starting that here right after the musical break. All right, we're back, and like I said, we're going to be talking about some of the best games of 2012 that were released in Japan. Uh, some of these games, most of these games, have not been released in the West yet. Well, some... well, we, well, we made sure that some of those games have mostly not been released in Japan. Yeah, so I think with the exception of maybe one game that we have on this list, uh, most of this stuff because, has... Because if we talk, we talk about internationally, we would have included like Code of Princess, but that's out in North America, so right, we don't right. include that. Exactly. So this list focuses on Japanese releases. Like I said, some stuff that's exclusive, some stuff that will never leave, some stuff that's coming maybe next year or at some undisclosed time. So yep. uh, one thing that I thought that we can talk about first off is something that came out early last year for the Wii in Japan. And I, and I know this is something that Don uh, had... Early, early, early this year, you mean? This year. Oh, God. Well... <laughs> There it is. Your mind is already in 2013. I'm already in 2013. It's crazy. Um, Tell me, how's the future? It's the same as the past. So. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, it's kind of like. Anyway, uh, this game is called Kiki Trick, and uh, yeah. this, this came out for the Wii earlier this year. And um, I, I watched tons of videos about it, and talked to Don a lot about it too. And it sounds really great. Um, Don, can you talk maybe about kind of like the premise of this game? Like, what do you actually do? Why is this game awesome? So, Kiki Trick is a big game based around sound, sound and music. So in the beginning, um, you get introduced to this character who is called Noise, um, who who gives you a few senses like "Hello, how are you?" and then it, it kind of eases you to, into the game with a few um, easy exercises, um, and then it starts to give you like it will blur out words, mm -hmm. which you have to um, type type in, or it gives you multiple choice options um, for you to choose from. Mm -hmm. um, between those, and if you do very well, uh, you unlock um, Kiki Professionals, which are pretty much separate sorts of mini games. And mm -hmm. there's, there's like 10 or 12 of them, I'm not very sure anymore. 
Mm-hmm. Um, one of the mini games is called um, is with the, is with television. So there's one piece of sound or music that plays one from the televisions, and you have to recognize the correct one. Mm-hmm. And it becomes kind of insane later on because um, it will play backwards. It will play on its head upside down. <laughs> um, it will fast forward, and it, and every single stage or level um, introduces a new element. Or in later on, it will mix them all together, so you're not even sure what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the mini games that's in there. There's also Kiki Doctor, mm-hmm. where um, you have three or four pieces of, of bit of music or spoken dialogue. And you have to put them in the right order, and sometimes twist them because their 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 music is um, upside down or um, rewinded. So you have to put them in the correct mindset and order, mm-hmm. and then it should be one coherent piece of line. Um, so it's also pretty fun, pretty fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are like all these kind of mini types of games that are really based around um, listening very well to what the game does and it's always always better to have headphones with you. I mean one of the mini games is the store mini game where every single customer will shout out one item which mm-hmm. you have to give to them. Right, right. If you give them the wrong item they will walk away and you won't get any money. Oh. <laughs> um, hey, you have a free candy bar. Yeah, if you get um, if you get um the right item, it will depend on how quick you are and with your wrestling skills. You can click on them to hear again what they have to say. Um, but the difficult part is that later on it will introduce that much of a background noise that you sometimes never can hear what they say correctly mm-hmm. or sometimes really bad. Like mm-hmm. one of them is literally a pop concert, a G pop concert. <laughs> so you have all this G pop music playing in the background while you try to listening, hearing what they have to say to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she will say gummo and it's, it's like what gummo oh you have, want to have gum sure here you go mm-hmm. and it becomes um, pretty much sometimes also really a guessing game like what did they what did they say <laughs> yeah and it's uh, it's um, it's really it's really based around your hearing capabilities right right and um, then you have to also the little gadgets um, when you uh, complete certain sections of the Kiki Professionals or from the or from the sound exercises mm-hmm. uh, which by the way go up to level 5 so they become really difficult mm-hmm. um, you unlock these mini gadgets called um, Auto Goods mm-hmm. which, some, which one of them is like um, this guy eating a bowl of uh, noodles and you can make him uh, start music and then make him fart or um, <laughs> drink it on the beat of the music which um, is Quite frankly, insane. <laughs> yeah, and you know, even uh, the, the title of this game, you know, Kiki Toriku, it's kind of like a, a play on words for uh, Kiki Toru. And Kiki Toru in Japanese means listening. Yeah. Kiki is like listening. Kiku Toru is like catch. I mean, all the sounds, all sounds, and, and the video in the game is made by a separate company outside of Nintendo. Oh, really? Uh, that also does like hearing. Uh, books and all that that sort of stuff for, oh, do they? for the Japanese audience. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Actually, following them on Twitter, and they were very pleased with my feedback. Cool. 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 Yeah. So yeah, Kiki Trick. I don't. 
at this point, I don't imagine this will probably see a release in the West. I mean, I mean, hey, it's from the hands of Sakamoto, so all the games that he directs are kind of insane in some fashion. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I feel I feel really <laughs> bad for I feel really bad for Sakamoto because Metroid RM was really a bust for most people, mm -hmm. and then he gets to direct this game, which didn't ship any major numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And and really it was it wasn't really unwarranted because it was a really fun game actually. Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Kiki Trick, that's one of the pretty awesome games of 2012 that you might or might not have heard of. Um but yeah, if you have a Japanese Wii, you can get it for relatively cheap. Uh I found it on the Japanese Amazon for like 3600 yen, so like 40 bucks basically. Um, you you need bad. to know a little bit, at least know some Japanese to play it. Yeah, because it, it, from what Don's saying, it, it basically, I mean, it, especially if you're thinking about, okay, if they're talking about stuff that they need from like a counter and you're a clerk, if they're saying things and you don't know what the hell that is in Japanese, you're going to have a really hard time, <laughs> you know, doing anything right. It just well, beyond... I, I, think, I think with those sections, you can learn by trial and error. Yeah, but I mean, still, I mean that's yeah. hard. <laughs> so I, th I think the sound exercises are just the most difficult to understand. Okay. Yeah. So I guess import at your own risk. <laughs> so. Yeah. But uh, another game that we've talked about actually here recently quite a bit uh, is uh, Project Cross Zone, and I know Ty he had picked that up yes. uh, with his 3DS. Did you like get any further with that, man? Yeah, I, I've played it quite a bit. It's it's the the kind of game I think is really convenient just to like you know play on the train or just whenever you have some time to burn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas like Layton, I wanna I I wanna like sit down and actually spend some time with that game. Sure. So sure. So so yeah, like uh, Project uh, Cross Zone is kind of my go-to game when I'm like out traveling around or whatever. Okay. Cool. Hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, I, I bought this game when it first came out. Don, you have it too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we we all have it. Um, I think we've. I've only played it for maybe four they, or five hours. They just released two separate demos for that game. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, they definitely did. And I think I haven't played the demos or downloaded them, but from what from the descriptions that I've read, uh, they sound like the demos that were available at uh, Tokyo Game Show. Um, so. But I mean, still, that's cool because it gives people a chance to play the game, and it's 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 a really cool uh, game, and I think it's something that people should check out, especially if they like you know uh, this type of style, these type of strategy games. And there's just tons of cool characters in there too. It's pretty ridiculous the amount of characters are in there. So uh, I, I also like the force work that's in there. The oh, the voice work, yeah, 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 it, yeah. It, yeah, basically things are fully voiced. Um, it, it's pretty good. Well, um, Half and half. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Sections where they don't talk. Yeah, story sections and stuff like that, most of the time they're talking, but uh, there are other times when they're not. So, I mean, yeah, there, there's quite a bit of, you know, voice work in the game, and it's pretty impressive. So... Um, there you go. Yeah, so, <laughs> again, this is another, you know, import at your own risk type of thing, too, I guess. <laughs> but, uh... Well, you could st still most of the game without knowing any Japanese. True. It's just, uh... You don't won't see what they're actually saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure at this point in time there might be a couple of guides up or something on game FAQs or whatever that people can check out to help them get through the game if that's the case. Um, but yeah, the other barrier of entry is the you know Japanese 3DS. <laughs> so if you have the, one of the those. actually interesting thing about maybe there will be maybe a localized version of this game. 
Oh, cool. That'd be cool. Because um, uh, the community manager from uh, Namco Bandai Games North America um, actually was surprised by the amount of feedback of people that wanted this game. Wow. Cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, so that's Project Cross Zone. Uh, great game. Um, hopefully Sadly, it's coming it didn't out. ship any major numbers. Yeah, it didn't. It kind of tapered off basically after the first week, uh, which is kind of depressing. And, 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 there's, and there's still the the first print set is still widely available. Yeah, like Ty said, he found one used, but I've seen them new. With Basically, it comes with like a, a little art book, uh, soundtrack, and then, of course, the game. And it's a big kind of box. And, uh, yeah, kind of sad. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I think it's if it's worth it, worth it to buy and play if you if you can. So uh, another game that actually came out the same day is Bravely Default Flying Fairy. Uh, Matt Walker and I we had a pretty lengthy discussion uh, a couple of months ago on the Famicast, and um, yeah, he played the game for like ninety hours and loved it. And it, yeah, there's just a lot of crap to do. Uh, the voice work is fantastic. Uh, visuals are great. Uh, there's looking like this might not see a release outside of Japan, but um, you know. Well, it, it, there there is a registered domain for it, mm-hmm. and it, it's a different name. I can't remember what the name is. I think it's all the bravest. Okay. Hmm. So it it might see a Western release. Actually. Yeah, I, I hope so because I think yeah, it, I don't think it's gonna be like you know. Selling millions of copies in the in the well, West you, or something. Well, you would be surprised with how many people how many people buy Square Enix games. Yeah, but I don't know. I think it'd be cool if they give this this game a chance in the West. Cause I, I definitely think there is a market for it. And I think there are quite a few people that would you know pick this up. So um, I'm still I'm still in the need of picking this up. I will possibly do that in January. Yeah, and what's cool about it too? I mean, at least with the Japanese version, there's a downloadable version available as well. Uh, so there's yeah. you know there are options there for getting this. That's cool. Um, mm-hmm. and you don't see that very often with Square Enix games that they make them digitally available. Yeah, and it was kind of an odd thing because wasn't it right? They basically uh, there weren't enough physical copies to go around, so they're like, "Well, let's start doing this thing digitally so that we can, you know, <laughs> sell this thing." <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, the next big one we've talked about for the past couple of well. At least last month we talked about it. Uh, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing uh, New Leaf on the 3DS. It's a really awesome game scheduled to come out sometime in 2013. I've been, uh, this month I've been really um, digging into the dream feature of the game. Oh, have you? Where I visit other people's towns, yeah. Cool, cool. Cool, man. So I, I see people how people build their towns in, in the Japanese version. And uh, I saw a girl with like a Hatsune Miku custom-made outfit on. Oh, wow, or, awesome. Um, someone else made um, like an own shirt, basically based on Gundam. Oh, wow! <laughs> Be- people make if people go wild with this stuff, they make the most insane things, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you definitely put some time into the design aspect of it, you can make some pretty crazy, ridiculously cool stuff. So, so if you if you really want to dig into the game, then you go try out the dream feature. It's insanely fun now. Okay, well, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, Animal Crossing, it's fun. Um, there's yeah, it's uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot, a lot of cool stuff to do. Obviously, in the game, uh, it's supposed to be coming out sometime in 2013. Uh, what the, one of the latest Nintendo Directs? They kind of didn't really say anything about it, or what? No, was they it? said they said in the European version. They didn't do it in the American version. Okay, okay. In the European version, second ha- second quarter of 2013. Okay, so it shouldn't be too much longer for uh, the West then. So that's good to know. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, another game too, uh, the next one that we're going to talk about here for just a little bit too is uh, Layton versus Ace Attorney, um, which Ty yes. have. And yeah, <laughs> so. I have as well. Cool, 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 cool. I do not have this game, and I, I played a little bit of TGS, but I mean, it wasn't really that much. <laughs> I played maybe for like five minutes or so. Um, so you you ended up reading and not really playing anything, I take it. Pretty much. So I, I did like one puzzle, and I got stuck, and then <laughs> and the time ran out. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, but uh, hmm. yeah, I mean. Why is this something that people should be excited about? Is this something people should be excited about? Oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Cool, cool. It's you know it's Layton and it's right. It's it 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 are it are two franchises that totally are the opposite from one another, but somehow they made it work well. Mm -hmm. Two great tastes that taste great together. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the perfect way to say it. Actually, it's. It are two different kinds of, of, of ideas, but two different types of ideas that to combine together make one beautiful game. Yeah, and I mean, it's really polished, really high budget, it seems like. It just seems uh, like a really good... The animation looks also amazing in 3D. Did we mention that? We'll, we'll mention it again. Yeah, I mean, it, it clearly looks like they put a ton of effort into this game, and it really has paid off. Yeah, I, I was really impressed, I guess, visually, you know, with the demo uh, <laughs> for a little bit I played. But uh, I thought, you know, this the this, that style, this kind of like the mesh of both of those styles was just it's really interesting. And it was just really cool to see how, wow, this actually, you know, works. This looks, yeah, it's different, but I think it could work and it looks really cool. So, And it's yep. going to be a shame if it never comes out in the West. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, another game that Don had played to death earlier this year on the 3DS was uh, Fire Emblem Awakening, and um, yeah, yeah, I Don, currently like, up to uh, currently up to 80 hours. Oh wow, 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 man. yeah, yeah. Like, is are they still doing DLC? Uh, I don't know. the The last one of the second season just wrapped up. Okay, okay. Um, and I've been playing through that, and I still every single map that I currently play, I spend like half hour for forty five minutes on. Cool, cool. So they make they make them really exp exp expensive. They really make it worthwhile your money. Um, I can say pos more positive things about that game. It's the best Fire Emblem game I've played. Mm -hmm. Um, all the DLC stuff they've done is pretty much side story, but it really adds to the experience. Mm -hmm. The main campaign. Does really neat things in comparison to its, to its visual style and the way it pre presents cutscenes, mm -hmm. um, and it, it just feels really nice to play. It, it, it's a game you can pick up, um, play for a few minutes, and then put down. <laughs> and there's no better place for a handheld game than that. Yeah, definitely. Because you know my image of something like a Fire Emblem on a handheld. It's just, you know, because I think, like, you know, hey, strategy game, it's going to take, like, two hours for one battle, and you can't stop. But, you know... I, well, you, well, no, you can, you can stop know, anytime saying, you like. I'm saying that's my image, but, I mean, with this, I mean, it's completely the opposite. And that's yeah. awesome. And that's what you need for something that's on a handheld system. And if, and if people that were put off by the previous uh, Fire Emblem games where they killed off characters if you let them die, there's now an easy option where you can let them live despite maybe killing them during battle. Hmm. So people who are 
frightened that they might lose a character very early on uh, may be more up to snuff with this game and everybody can jump more into it more easily and more satisfyingly. Cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, it definitely sounds a lot more um, accessible. <laughs> you, 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 seemed more, you seemed also interested in that game, right? Yeah, I am kind of interested. I just haven't bought it yet. Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it's a it's 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 a it's a game that uh, in the beginning you need some time for. Yeah, because it, it really you need to know all the setup stuff very mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, but afterwards, it's like you still get also daily spot pass stuff from other people on the around. Uh, from Wild Japan who played it. Oh, that's cool. And, and you get um, to see their uh, teams or their um, custom-made teams, and it's pretty neat stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. daily, you, still daily, you get something with Fire Emblem Awakening, and I still do. So Sweet. Um, it, it's one of those games next to Animal Crossing that you can enjoy daily. Although I wish for some people like yourself it would be available digitally. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice. So uh, the next game that we have here is, uh, again, something that we've kind of talked about here recently, um, and that's X-Troopers, the game that just came out. The X-Troopers. It's X-Troopers. I call it just the X-Troopers. That's fine. (laughs) I'm not here to judge. So um, X-Troopers came out on 3DS and PS3. Uh, Freaking awesome uh, visuals in this game. Uh, A third-person shooter, basically. It's supposed to be like a... Amazing game. Yeah, it's supposed to be a beginner shooter, and I still am at the same point where I was last month with this game, maybe like an hour or so of playing it. Uh, I just need to put some more time into it. I, I almost finished the game. I love the game. Cool. And Jeez. man, I think the controls are just like spot on. The visuals are some of the best I've seen on the system, if not the best. Uh, it it mm-hmm. just, I mean, it just in terms of just 3D graphics in general, and then just the stereoscopic 3D stuff too, uh, it's just phenomenal. And time man, like, there's a demo of this on the eShop. I don't know if you've uh, went diving for dumpster diving for demos on the eShop yet, but uh, not yet. <laughs> you should, man, because there are there's a lot of like cool stuff out there, especially for something like this. Uh, man, it's it's freaking cool. Um, you should definitely check it out. Uh, and actually, too, the unfortunate thing, since this game isn't really selling very well here in Japan, uh, the game, like the retail game, is becoming cheaper and cheaper. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> so maybe in a couple of months, you'll find it in a bargain bin for like, you know, 2,000 yen or something. Yeah, I've so bargain I... bin uh, games a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Cause shit, I, I've heard this is already down to like 3,000 yen at some places, which is a damn shame. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's, not it's really you're... it's really horrible because it's a really damn good game. I don't know why people are not buying it. Yeah, I I don't see why not. Yeah, well, for late adopters like Ty, it's, it's yep. a good thing <laughs> for it to you know wait for it to come down in price. So yeah, I, honestly, man, I'd say keep your eye out for that because it's it's cool from even just a little bit that I played. So um, it's um, I I know that people in the West are clamoring for this game, and I, th- I do see why because I feel it's a game that more appeals to the West in some fashion. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and Capcom has said that the the the, the comic text, our coded text, cannot be changed. Right. Well, and, I, and I, I said on Twitter, and I will say it again here: Why not keep it? Yeah. Make it make just subtitle it and make it an, an eShop title. A boy can dream. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's a uh, it's one of my favorite uh, 3DS games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've put a lot of effort into it, and I think it's um, hard how that game is treated. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, and I think it deserves better. I think so too. Yeah, so who knows if that'll ever come out in the you know in the West? It's not looking promising, but uh, definitely keep your fingers crossed, um, or get the PS3 version. <laughs> so, uh, well, well, Capcom USA is aware that people want it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. But yeah. uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, the next game we have up here. This is something that released on the three, both the 3DS and the Vita, and uh, there's actually a demo available on the 3DS eShop here in Japan, and that is for Time Travelers. Um, yes. I, I played through the demo and I thought it was just really cool. I'm trying to remember like uh, why I thought it was cool. I, I played this back in like July, I think it was. Um, uh, Don, you people, have people have been yeah people have been really down on the game. They've been telling me that they don't like it. Really? Yeah, and um, there were some other podcasts who cover Japanese games that said it too. Okay. Uh, my thing with the game is I think it's a very coherent story. Mm-hmm. I think it's really well put together. I think the time traveling aspects of it are really damn neat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in my mind, I think it's a very well put together game, and I really like it. It's ju- just a story driven game. Yes. So it might not appeal to most people, right. sadly, and, and it shows because the sales in Japan has been has been also not very strong for this game as well. Didn't they say with the like the taglines and stuff like that for the game is basically like you're watching or you're playing a movie. Basically, it's like kind of like what they're saying more or less. Am I crazy? I'm not sure if I'm not <laughs> sure if they said that. Okay. I I could have swore I saw some kind of advertisement that was like, "Hey, it's like you're playing through a cinema." Um it's a little bit more on a cinematic experience because you have to make choices and yeah. do certain things in the I game mean, as well. Yeah, in the sense of like yeah, it's you're playing through a movie, but you're the one choosing this. It's not just presented to you. So. Yeah. But. I've been actually starting my second playthrough of that game. Okay. How long does it take usually to beat it? Um, I guess how long did it, it take de- you? It depends on the choices that you make, really. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, who knows if that's going to come out in the West either. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Just from one, one of of the two, I think that uh, EX Troopers is more likely. Hmm. Okay. But that's just me. Cool, cool. All right. Uh, next, something that we just talked about here in this very episode, We Karaoke You, uh, freaking awesome free application, uh, and even you know paying just to sing. It's so cheap, and there's a lot of songs to to, to sing. So I mean, it's, I think it's such a really good value. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I um, I uh, usually should mention other podcasts, but um, um, at so I was yesterday at the Go Nintendo podcast, mm-hmm. um, listening live, mm-hmm. and I'm of course friends with the site owner RMC. So afterwards, in in the in the after show, he brought me on and we talked a bit, and he said from, "Go sing something live for us," <laughs> and I did. I sung did. That that Daft Punk, it's a love life, <laughs> and people seem to love it. They don't didn't seem to hate it. So cool. Well, maybe there, you have a, there's something. Maybe you have a career in the music business. No, I don't. <laughs> um, but it's uh, I I really enjoy that game. Yeah. Um, I have actually a video ready where I sing. Death Punk Digital Love, but I might show you guys first before I'm going to post it on the internet. Well, then I'll post it on the internet after you show me. Oh, <laughs> I'm, God just kid- I'm kidding. 
or it might never see the light of day. That's also possible. Hey. So maybe you throw it in the show notes. Maybe you will never hear of it ever again. Yes. But I did a video exist at one point of me singing Digital Love of Death Punk. Cool. Well, yeah. If it's available, we'll have it on here. Even maybe even link it up right now. If you go to your touch screen or go to your phone and just look at the screen, you might be able to see a link to that, so you can check it out. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, next up here to uh, a game that came out earlier this summer, uh, Oni Training for the 3DS. The next. I completely finished that game. Everything. Oh, did you? Cool. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played for quite a while, um, but. Uh, when I was playing regularly, I mean, there's a lot of like cool stuff in it. Um, uh, in Japan, it's I think it's, it's, I think it's the I think it's the best brain training game. I think so too. I mean, there's there's a lot of cool yeah. stuff to do. Um, yeah, it, it's a, kind of an interesting new concept too. Um, and we finally saw footage of the English version, and it looks like that um, Doctor Hiroshima also talks in English version. Okay, cool. Interesting. So they keep that interaction going, which good. I like. Good, good, good. Yeah, so, man, my only concern about this game because it's come it's come to the West. So that's you know, there's no question about that. But, they, they uh, talked about it at the December fifth in general direct for both Europe and America. Did they talk about pricing? Uh, no, because uh, in Europe they can't talk about pricing oh, because that's said by the yeah, retailers. Because, yeah, okay, man, because I mean, in Japan, this was like a re or a, a, a budget title kind of, but it was like. Mm-hmm. Thirty-eight hundred or thirty-two hundred yen. I don't remember. I, f- I think I think in Europe it will be thirty euros. Really? I don't know if that's gonna. I don't know if that's good for a game like this nowadays. You know. Um, it, it seems decent enough for a budget title. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I, I think the quality is there. I mean, there's a lot of. Obviously, there's a lot of time and care that went to this game, but I don't know. For thirty bucks for something like this, I don't know if you can convince people that. You know what I mean? Well, um, we didn't we, we we didn't expect many people to be convinced to buy the original two. I know, but I'm saying people have played the original two now. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, I don't know. But it, what in Europe? It's a hell of a lot more popular than what it is in North America, right? Yeah. Okay. So who knows? But um, regardless, it, it's a cool game. Um, if you're if you're listening to Nintendo podcast right now, um, and if you liked uh, either the first or second. Uh, brain training games. I think this is something that you'll like too. There's some cool stuff to do there, so definitely yep. check it out when it comes to your area. And um, uh, next up on our list, this is something that is pretty much out in uh, the West right now, and that is uh, Guild Zero One. Um, so, as you obviously know, there are three of these four games that are out in. Uh, the West right now, that being Liberation Maiden, uh, Crimson Shroud, and uh, Aeroporter. Yeah, Aeroporter. Actually, I, I really liked Aeroporter a lot. I thought it was a really fun game. And um, mm-hmm. I was just kind of like this giddy to see that this stuff was actually getting released out, uh, you know, in the West. Um, so it was really kind of cool just, and surprising to see that. But um, Yeah, it's uh, from. I want to talk very short about Crimson Shroud. Sure. Um, you didn't like the game at all. No. <laughs> um, and that's mostly because the story was boring. Yes. <laughs> the story in the English version is way better. Hmm. Hmm. I know that um, um, our friends Guillaume Fillette talked about me saying it, and thank you very much for it because he saw me talking about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought the English version. 
Uh, knowing very well I disliked the Japanese version, I gave it a second shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the developers realized that the story they had in the Japanese version wasn't all too strong. So they really changed up some things, and it really turned out for the better in, in the English version, hmm. the English translation of that game. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised by it. Yeah, I. <laughs> with that, I wish I could play the English version right now, but I don't have, you know... But you, well, you still want to have someday a European or an American 3DS, right? That's right. So, yeah. one of these so, days. So maybe, so, maybe, so maybe someday. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. But uh, of, you know, the Guild Zero One games that, you know, like I said, three of the four came, but th- there's one, Rental Bukia de Omase, didn't come over, and it's kind of like... Yeah. A, it was like put together. It's my favorite game. Yeah, it, it's really funny, and it was put together by like this comedy troupe, uh, American Zarigani, uh, and uh, I've, uh, people saying that they should have a lot of problems translating it. Translating it, I don't think there would be much of too much of an issue. Yeah, I mean they could they could. It's just basically kind of like slapstick funny stuff. Uh, you you kind of have like uh, you're basically. Rent- I mean, we are, we are both an American and a European, and we appreciate the humor. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's if that may. That not gives the highest recommendation possible. I don't know what is. Yeah, and I think that the I mean, this is the funny thing about it. I mean, you're in charge of a weapon shop uh, in an RPG, and you know you're just mm-hmm. kind of talking to these goofy warriors that come in and stuff like that. And even after you craft their weapons, you could kind of see their progress through like this Twitter feed type of thing, and just kind of like see. It's, a, it's amazing. Yeah, it, it's, it's really cool. It's amazing, and it, it's ridiculous too because like when people come in the room. Also, for for Thai. You can buy these games also separately on the Japanese eShop now. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they used to be... Pa- yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, what what I think is the funniest thing about this, too, like when some of these, like, warriors or heroes or whatever come into, like, their your store, it's like, like a studio audience. You People are, like, cheering and, like, yeah, woo! Yes. <laughs> Doing like that. It's... It's... A, it's, 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 a, it's, it's... Oh, man. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's just downright yeah. silly, and it's just really fun. And... um. I'm just disappointed that that didn't actually get released in the West yet. Maybe it will. Um, you know. Well, it didn't. Here's the thing: uh, Level Five didn't rule, rule out entirely, right? Uh, but um, it really depends on user feedback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, cross your fingers. Um, it's a cool game. You should want just to play just it. go bug level five. We we talk, we talked this up this game, but it is worth it. It's really damn worth it. Yeah. 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 For sure. So. Um. Yeah. The next the next game on our list. This is something that is confirmed, I believe, to be coming out in the West, and that's Rhythm Hunter Harmonite. Uh, the it's game... just called Harmonite in the West. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. And um, this is of course the latest game by Game Freak that isn't Pokemon. <laughs> and and it and it and it is um it was directed by a British person. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, James. I Charlton. don't know his last name. No, <laughs> not a James. I don't know his last name again. But uh, James from Game Freak, who is the lo- usually the localization director at Game Freak, okay, um, had his team under his belt because he had an interesting concept, and he was allowed to make his rhythm game. Cool, cool, cool. And so he was a leader of all these Japanese people. Awesome. And Don, you actually you reviewed you re- reviewed this for Nintendo World Report, and um, yeah, you gave it a pretty I, decent score. I, I, I gave it a seven point five mostly because of how highly it is priced. Ah, uh-huh. if it, 
if it was was lower priced, I would give it an eight or an eight point five. Sure. But for fifteen bucks, it's um, again I said it last last time we talked about it. Mm-hmm. It seems a bit arrogant. <laughs> it se- yeah. It seems a little too much. Yeah. I guess Game Freak just like yeah, exactly. It's like well, we're Game Freak. We can do whatever the hell we want. And then yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I I, I, mean, I, I like you. I mean I like it a lot. It's a fantastic game, but it's just too pricey. Yeah, and I mean yeah, it's a it's a cool little uh, basically it's a it's a runner <laughs> more or less right, but just with a uh, rhythm stuff too, and uh, it's it's yeah it's pretty cool. So. It's it's not it, it's not quite the same as Bitter Runner. Yeah, uh, for people who want to compare, because Bitter Runner is more um, it's really more based on the steps around sounding the music. Mm-hmm. Well, Rhythm Knight is more based around doing the action-y parts to accompany the music. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. 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 So, hopefully, when it comes out in the West, it's going to be a little bit cheaper, and uh, yeah, yeah, people will pick if, it up. If it's if it's cheaper than than Japan, definitely go pick it up. Yeah, for sure. I played a little bit of it, yeah. and I thought it was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, it, it's definitely worth uh, your time. So. And uh, the last game we have here on our list is something that is uh, available through Club Nintendo in Japan, and that is Club Nintendo Picross. Uh, I believe it's 80 points. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's ridiculous, right? I mean, if you just get, like, a couple of games, then you can get that for free as well. Get a, get a Wii U and you get a 3DS game for free. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if that's okay, but hey, whatever. Um, but yeah. I... Oh God, I, I always keep thinking about getting this, but I just haven't done it yet. Maybe I did. I don't really you, remember. You need to. It's it's really damn good. Yeah. Have all these puzzles based on Animal Crossing, Zelda, Mario. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, just being, you know, basically just a bonus to whatever games that you bought. I, I think that's really yeah. cool. And um, I think it's the, it's it's one of the better bonuses on Club Nintendo as well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Really. Unless you're into like hand towels, I kind of am. But hey, <laughs> hey, you are. Yeah. But um. Anyways, yeah. I mean, so this is kind of our list of some of the best games that came out in Japan this year. Uh, it's by... there are definitely there are definitely more. But... Yeah. This is by no means like a definitive. This is it. If you I don't mean, believe Taiko us, Drum- Taiko Drum Master is also pretty good on 3DS. But hey, we don't have much to talk about it again. Right. So I mean, yeah. There, there are. Obviously, there are tons of great games that come out, you know, all, all the well, time. Well, I did, I did play the multiplayer of that recently, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I was, I was um, in August during Gamescom. I actually met with a few people who had a Japanese 3DS. Cool. And through download play, we played four player with one another. Cool, man. All right, dude. Well, I think that is going to wrap up this feature. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and move on to the next segment of the show. Kinichiwa. 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 Nintendo. All right, and we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show here. But first, before we go, we wanted to go ahead and give you our Twitter handles. Uh, Mine is at DannyBiv, and that is D-A-N-N-Y-B as in boy, I-V as in Victor. And one of my last interesting uh, tweets is um well actually my last tweet was actually a retweet uh from 
uh, Cheesemeister, who is actually on uh, Red the Red Sun Gamer podcast, uh, another awesome uh, Japan-related podcast. Um, but anyways, he had tweeted, It's now December 22nd in Japan. I'll bet it's been a boring day in survival shelters around the world. And uh, I'd say so, too, where we all survived the end of the Mayan calendar somehow, and uh, we're all here still, yeah. so thank God. And um, obviously, you know, with the Wii U just coming out here in Japan, uh, too, we uh, some of us have our Nintendo IDs handy, and uh, mine actually is the underscore Dan underscore X, the Dan X. Uh, it used to be like my basically username on like everything for like 10 years. So uh, it still is on Nintendo World Report. Isn't it, it is. Yes, it is there too. So yeah, actually, if, if you see see my username on Nintendo World Report, it's the same exact thing on uh, Nintendo Net for the Nintendo Network. So go ahead and add me yep. if you like. And um, yeah. So uh, Don, would you go ahead and go next? So my Twitter handle is at Nintendo N I N T E N D A N. My last interesting tweet was with. With the Nintendo Force announcement, no, wait, sorry, all the white, all the people I write English for are involved with Nintendo Force. Wouldn't feel comfortable if they weren't involved. Um, if you haven't noticed, um, a lot of people have been announcing that they currently are working with the spiritual successor to Nintendo Power, Nintendo Force, mm-hmm. uh, which was announced on Friday. So I'm involved. Um, Neil and Aaron from Nintendo World Report are involved. Uh, Kevin Cassidy of Go Nintendo is involved. Uh, Luke Sam Thomas from IGN is involved. Jonathan Hobbs from Destructor. All these big people who love Nintendo products are involved with this. Mm-hmm. And um, we're hoping to make something special of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some stuff planned for the first issue. I will doing, doing, be doing a preview for Professor Layton vs. Phoenix Wright and, and preview... Or slash review for Fire Emblem Awakening. Cool. Uh, for that first issue, um, I know that Kevin um, has been work talking with Jules Watson from Renegade Kid about mutant mods mm-hmm. and upcoming projects for his company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Neil has been doing like uh, I think a power profile mm-hmm. for the first issue of an old school game. Cool. So there's all this stuff to look forward to in the very first issue of this thing we're working on. Are you able to tell us this stuff? <laughs> uh, this stuff, yes, because um, it has been talked about before. Okay. Uh, the rest I can talk about. Cool. Yeah, I had seen we're... that announcement. I thought that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, we hope to talk. We hope to um, release it both digital and physical. Cool. Um, so I hope that people subscribe to it. This time we'll make it sure it's international, so everybody can. Uh, Joining the fun, mm-hmm. and I hope that people pick up that is- issue, being physical or digital. We, we would be very happy with it. Cool, cool. Um, but that's something for January uh, down the line. Okay. So not something for in the very near future, but in the end of next month. So I might talk about it again. Um, I have two Nintendo IDs. Uh, the first one is for my European uh, Wii U, which I of course got at launch. Uh, which is, of course, just Nintendan with a big N and a big D. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my Japanese ID. This is the first time I actually said what my Japanese ID is. I haven't talked about it publicly on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Or uh, from this point on, I, it will be public when uh, the podcast goes live. Because I want to have my the people I enjoy talking to first 
adding first. Mm -hmm. um, so my um, Japanese Nintendo ID is D Coops. That's a big D and a big K. So it's D K O O P S. All right. D Coops. Cool, cool. All right, and uh, Ty, you're gonna round us out here for today. Yes, uh, my Twitter name is Super Cat Drugs. Drugs. I still love that Twitter name. Yeah, dude. Uh, people give me shout-outs all the time when I use that handle in fighting game tournaments and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a real winner. Anyway, my latest tweet is, with quotation marks, Wait, what's burn your fat with me? It's the world's first motivation fitness app. What? <laughs> what? Indeed. What? Okay, huh? so I copy-pasted that off the website of this... Uh, cell phone game slash app where it's like a dating sim visual novel thing yes it also makes you do exercise and it tracks it and your success is with your anime girlfriend is based on how well you work out <laughs> awesome yeah. yeah those kind of things that are just absurd on their face i love that stuff yeah yeah so yeah you should uh Follow me on Twitter if you like that kind of goofy nonsense. And get... Set me free. Na, 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 let's escape from the city. Yeah, I love that song. Um, yeah. I haven't signed up for a Nintendo ID yet. It'll probably be Super Cat Drugs unless Nintendo doesn't like drugs. Why don't they like drugs? <laughs> they, they like drugs. They just won't admit it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I played Pikmin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. So, yes. Cool. So, yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter. Try to get a hold of us on Nintendo Network if you can. Um, yeah, and that is actually going to wrap up the episode uh, for this month. Uh, now the, that the episode is drawing to a close, be sure to join us in the talkback thread. Uh, there you can talk about the episode, ask us questions, or point out things that we missed. Um, and <laughs> this month I'm actually going to try to get the correct answers in for the music quiz. I didn't do that last month because I'm dumb. But, um... Because you're a sad person. I'm a sad person, yes. But uh, as one of my professors in college uh, always told me after every class, not just me, the whole class, comments, bitches, complaints, well, uh, direct them to the talkback thread. Uh, also, you can email us anytime. If you have any questions uh, or anything like that, you can email us at famicast at nintendoworldreport.com. Um, yeah, if you guys have any questions about Japan, games in Japan, uh, anything, just go ahead and send us a, send us a line. And uh, also be sure to listen to the other great podcasts that NWR has to offer, uh, Radio Free Nintendo, obviously we're on the same feed, um, Connectivity, and of course Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. Go ahead and give those all a listen, and uh, yeah, we are going to be out for this month, and um, yeah, so I hope you guys all have a wonderful, have had a wonderful holiday, and have a great 2013, and we'll see you next month. So that's going to close us out here for today, so thank you, Ty. Oh, my pleasure. Awesome, and thanks, Don. No problem. All right, we're out of here, guys. Peace. Lates. Peace. Hi, Reggie. Could you make some comments to the Japanese audience? Nihon no Minisan. Kinichiwa. Nintendo Obu America no Reggie Des.
Konnichiwa. Nintendo Kobu America. Yo Reggie Des. Kicking ass, I'm about taking names, and we're about making games. Nihon no. Nihon no 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 Kinichiwa. 